Ladies and gentlemen, welcome to Spawncast episode 290. We're getting close to 300. Evan is actually working on a 300 shirt right now for the, spa the Spawncast. So, you know, keep the keep the ear to the ground for that one. I don't know if you post you posting anything over on uh, Twitter for that shirt when we get closer to it, Evan. Every now and then, hopefully this okay. week, I might most of the streaming this week, oh, fingers crossed, might actually be leaning towards working on it. So we'll be okay. doing streams with it. Okay, good, good, good. That'll be that'll be exciting. Um, we we have a couple things to talk about here. To, I didn't even check. Nate, you there? Yeah. All right, cool. Yes, I'm. Nate's here. Watching the World Series. All right, good, good, good to see Nate here. All right, cool. I just want to make sure. I, I realized I didn't even notice you were here. So good, good that Nate's Nate's with us tonight. Um, but we do have some stuff to go over tonight. It includes Bayonetta three because it is actually out now. We also got the review scores that went live. Uh, we have some Xbox stuff to talk about because Phil Spencer decided to have an entire talk for roughly 30 minutes. A bunch of things which also kind of alluded to the idea of something going up in price on their side. God of War, Ragnarok previews, and just the game apparently leaked. Call of Duty, of course, also came out. And we'll talk about Square Enix because they, they're being Square Enix. They got issues. So we do have a sponsor tonight that is Raycon. We'll talk more about them a little later on in their new gaming series products. Exciting stuff there. But let me go over to Sean because Sean had apparently had to had to pull the audience, the phone a friend I here. Hit him with a Sean. I don't know which is a which is an eye doctor, optometrist or ophthalmologist. An optometrist. Okay. Optometrist. An, an optometrist or someone who knows optometry, maybe studying it. My eyes have been like tearing. For like the past couple days, there's no, they don't hurt. They're not dry. There's nothing wrong with them besides like, I'll just be sitting outside and I'll just be crying. And I'm like, I'm not crying. Like it's I'm your not inner sad. child trying to claw its way out. I took a, um, I took a Claritin in hopes of that, but yeah, nothing. I got nothing. I did. I did Google it. It said it could be, it could be this, that, or the other, but all the other stuff it said involved pain or irritation. There's no irritation. They just tear. I mean, it's yeah, very you, you likely good. just related to allergies. You good for the after show? Yeah, I'm good for the after okay. show. Okay. He's going to, he's going to, he's going to push through it. Everyone <laughs> He's going to roll yeah. the after show. Good to have Sean here. Wait, let's go over to MVG. Hello. Hello. Very it's ominous over there in that room. I like purple. it. I like yeah. it. I like it. I like. Okay. Okay. He's got one big spotlight that's just red and purple. Uh, I got two lights in the back, oh. actually. Yeah. Okay. I'll change okay. them out at some point. Make okay. them red or something. Very nice. Ooh, put on the red light. Put on the red light. Very nice. We had. Let's see. We got OJ Player Essence here with us. How are we doing over there? Pre-show. Pre-show. How'd, how'd everything go there? Pre-show went well. It was fun. Um. Somebody tried to tell me that Cooper Cup was the same receiver that he is not at this point. He was the same receiver with Jared Golf, and he told me to look up the stats, and I said bullshit on that one. And that's the <laughs> truth, because he's way better. He's way, way, way better with Matthew Stafford. That's not even a – like, he won the Triple Crown. Mm -hmm. So, no. Yeah. Yeah, so that was, that was stupid. Sorry, <laughs> I just had to make sure I got that out there, because that's ridiculous. <laughs> we all know, because we were talking about who's better, Debo Samuels or Cooper Cup. And I said, well, Debo's better – because Debo was doing this with Jimmy Garoppolo. Mm, you know? Okay, okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, he's got a guy who can't throw more than 10 yards. So <laughs> still making it work. Still making it work. Good stuff. Good to have OJ here. Let's go over anyway, to... Let's talk about video games, right, guys? Sorry. Video games. Video games. Yes, let's go to Jordan. Jordan, how are we doing? Video games. Glad to be here. Good to have Jordan here. Uh, let's, 
<laughs> and uh we already got nate but i just have to ask nate what his thoughts were on the game one of the world series seeing the astros lose to the phillies the phillies are losing right now in game two three to nothing and mm -hmm. it mm -hmm. pains me to have to say this go ahead and say it i have to root for the astros because they oh. have a hometown player from providence what? rhode island Pena went to classical high school in providence Hold on. They just, a they rhode swept native. Out, they swept out the yankees and you're cheering for him He's he's a Rhode Island native. I got to. Are you are you just mad because the, the Phillies did what did what the Yankees wish they could? The Phillies haven't done anything yet. <laughs> they beat the Astros. <laughs> the Yankees beat them one uh, game. At how many games the Yankees beat? Them? In the regular season, a couple. <laughs> Who cares about the regular? No one's going to remember the regular season uh, you, next year. You asked if the Yankees beat the Astros, and they have in the postseason. You didn't specify that. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh huh. Uh, well, let's uh, let's start with a Discord question tonight, Evan. What we got over there? What was the last game you had a good cry playing? Sean's crying with everything. I'm crying right now during Bayonetta <laughs> 3. Games. I can't help it. <laughs> I've never I'm, cried. I was going to say. I, was, bad end of the video I, don't, I, don't, I don't think so. Some people do, but no, nah, just for me. It, no. Mm, okay. Okay. You got another one, Evan? <laughs> Will macOS gaming ever be a thing? No. Uh, no I'd like to think this, it no. would. This here's guy the, over here is trying. Here's to the only no. way it will become gaming. Anything like if they do a console or if they do a VR headset with that M1 chip, because people were telling me that's oh it's the MacBook Pro. That's why it's that they, it's like sixteen hundred dollar laptops. Like if yeah, the MacBook Air is you can get one for seven hundred and it plays Resident Evil Village ten eighty p at sixty. So that's pretty good for a seven hundred dollar laptop. You don't Doesn't see a, a lot Steam of those. Does Steam Deck run at sixty? It does. You can yeah. do Village at sixty on a Steam Deck. Yeah, but the MacBook play a bunch more games. The MacBook Air is passively cool. It doesn't even have a fan. So it's more expensive than the Steam Deck. That also, that also sounds like if you push it too far, there might be problems. Oh, I'm sure it'll burn your leg or something, probably. <laughs> like, like, don't put, a, see, don't put it on that's... the covers of your bed while you're doing it. That's not a good option. Because it does, it does 1080p high 60 frames. I'm curious what the Steam Deck settings are. Because I think the M1 kind of slaps around the Steam Deck in terms of its overall like ability. Well, it should. It's more expensive. I mean, no, the Steam Deck is like $800. I'm, no, I mean, you can get the $400 one and get the same experience. Just get a fucking micro. Oh, the MacBook card. Air doesn't exist at 64 gigabytes. Okay. I, th I thought we I thought we were comparing like to like models here. I mean, storage. it would be the cheapest model versus the cheapest model. I uh, No, I don't think we're going to see that unless, I mean, Capcom probably had to get paid out something from Apple to do that. I assume it's just an example. But technically, if you want to be straightforward about it i think apple makes more money than what nintendo sony and microsoft combined in terms of gaming so technically they, they are the gaming leader i guess if you want to go that far but it's all like apple arcade and like their app shop and taking percentage of i don't know candy crush sure apple isn't the sponsor tonight come on i'm just trying right? to give people the facts getting people the facts here if you want to play cheap small games, gaming on mac apple. os is never happening it could happen. Damn, Nate. Damn. <laughs> that is the fact. You close the door. It's not going to become a serious contender. Mm. They've been trying for twenty they, years, and they have been trying. Well, they haven't. They didn't try that hard before. Now they actually have a a chip that can do something. And it's still not going to lead to a damn thing. 
<sighs> Didn't they, they have the damn like thing? They had the Apple Scotty Pippin. The right? Pippin. Yeah. yeah. There we go. Had some, I think there were some Dragon Ball Z games on that thing. Wow. There we go. <laughs> you have another Discord question, Evan? I guess last on this kind of topic. Mm -hmm. Do you guys use Android or iOS? Android. Android. iOS. iOS. The truth comes out. Do you see this? See, this is where the gaming revenue is coming from for Apple. <laughs> I know, Sean, you're, you're not using an iPhone, though. No, nah, I'm Android. Thank you. I was kind of hoping you'd say, like, Nokia brick or something. I have a Samsung <laughs> Galaxy S10 or whatever. I already know OJ. He's, he's on the one. He's the OnePlus family over there. He's good. He's good. Yeah. I've had my phone since 2019. No problems whatsoever. Still really good. And I know Nate's not, Nate's not on iOS because all the trash is talking to Apple. So he's not on that. I got an Android. I got a Galaxy S5. Wow. <laughs> See, Nate's That's the one. You got a Galaxy S5. Yeah, yes. I, got, I got 16 gigabytes of onboard memory with this wow. bad boy. Yeah, that, okay, yo, Nate, that's just ghetto, man. You got it. I got it. I got it five years ago. It still if, works. If you, unplug it, if you unplug it from the charger, does it have like 10 seconds of battery life left? Or? <laughs> I got no, a full day. Those are the replaceable batteries. So you can yeah. get a new one, right? No, I, oh, I, no, have one. I pop use it, it for pop a new battery in. Boom. All set. I, I have one. I have an S6 that I oh. use for like just when I run, like there just as go. like a as like a MP3 player or whatever. But dude, that you can't use it as your main phone. What the hell is wrong with you, man? That's all I need. I, I got to check my email. I can browse hey, the web. Something wrong with you if you still use that phone crusty calls? ass phone, man. Like oh, I will funny. run this thing into the ground. Clearly, like a week from now, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I had an S3 until it just could not hold a charge anymore. You mean you were running this the battery? It just died. Then I was like, all right, I might as well get a new phone. Until this phone completely shits the bed, I will keep it. Okay. Thanks, Nate. Thanks. It's going to be like, shitting soon. This is like Ice Cube Friday get over. Let's, uh, Craig and Day Day go. Hey, hey, my yard sneakers don't even have soles on the bottom of them, of them anymore. What's a yard sneaker? Those yeah, are the ones you I only use, use when you cut the grass, grass when I yeah. break the leaves and stuff. I got new sneakers I could wear, but they're just going to get destroyed by cutting the grass. They're going to get all dirty and stuff. So I just use the shoes that already beat up. Why am I going to ruin a new Department pair of sneakers? <laughs> why why ruin a new pair of sneakers doing yard work when I already have ruined sneakers? No, that's that's Hands true. on Wick. Are no. you on Wick, bro? This is, like what is going on? This is 4D chess. 4D chess. So that's how you gotta think. You have a if you have already destroyed clothing, you use that for yard work. Mm. If you have a bad shirt, use it as a rag. Don't throw it away. Use it as a rag when you clean your car. You sponsored by oh. EBT, bro. Like what is going on? <laughs> yeah, I just don't go outside, so I don't have yard. Let's uh let's let's shift over to Bayonetta three. It's out now. As the reviews came out. Got what's what's that, Sean? Uh, I was I didn't know it came out. Yet. Oh yeah, it did. It came out. Uh, you you sub to Sean and OJ. You get in the Helena Taylor keeps looking stranger and stranger in those thumbnails. <laughs> uh, he made her look. He made her look crazy in the thumbnails. I was, <laughs> He's I was crazy. I was very respectful of Ms. Taylor, you know, in my <laughs> thumbnails, and I just put her normal picture. I know? was not. Yeah, yeah, you were not. <laughs> I, mean, was I was. Not. I was respectful. Uh, um, you got you got a little crazy with that distort tool there, Sean. <laughs> liquify. <laughs> liquify. Sorry, liquify. <laughs> looked like she was like doing like a jutsu or something like Naruto. I don't. She looked crazy. She looked like what's the like. Uh, 
Uh, what's it called? That one chick with the crazy straw eyes. Hat. Yeah, straw hat. The, <laughs> game, the game's out. All right, it's out now. It uh, it came in at an eighty nine on Metacritic, so in within proximity of the others, I would say. And uh, I I picked it up. I've played a couple of the 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 stages so far. I know, Sean, you played quite a bit of it, actually, I believe. MVG did a whole analysis of it, so we'll go to him, too. And OJ, of course, I think played for multiple hours yesterday. Oh, my God, I played for so long. (laughs) I don't know. Nate, did you you pick it up yet? You rented it Yeah, I'm, like, on chapter six or so. Okay, okay, very good, very good. So I think you guys probably played more than I have so far. So we'll start with uh, anyone who really wants to jump in on on the the Bane and a three talk. What do we think of it so far? Oh, it is such a game. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> i don't know i haven't played it oj tell me about it uh yeah it's 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 bayonetta but it's more bayonetta it's really less fun. frame rates Fra- <laughs> more, it's actually the same amount more, more bayonetta <laughs> less frame rates it's actually the same amount that it's always been it's always kind of been like that i mean unless you're playing the ps3 version which it was less than the PS or if you're playing the PS3 PC version, version was really bad. The PS3 version PS- was really PS3 bad. version was bad. 360 version was better, but it was still not locked. Then they went to PS4. PS4 version's good. Uh PC I play I have every single version. Um I played Bayonetta 2. What's up? Steam Deck version? That's the Steam version. Steam I have the Steam. Version. I have Steam. Yeah, I have Steam. Um Bayonetta 2 on Switch and Wii U have those played it. So I'm a big Bayonetta fan. I, I like Bayonetta probably the most. Uh, anybody here um when it comes to it so i really like the the demon slave mechanic i think that's probably the uh best new mechanic that they added in um because it just kind of creates more of like a big you know like monstrous feel to the gameplay and then that's where you hold zl and you just start wailing on something with the big yeah yeah (laughs) but it gets more in depth than that though because at first i thought it was just button mashing but they actually have a whole skill tree per per a demon slave like and it's you get combos like you can Mm -hmm. actually do combos like bayonetta's combos but with the demons and then other stuff too as well so that was actually a really nice surprise uh the weapons i thought it was gonna be a little weird at first not having like weapons where you equip your hands and your feet and be able to mix and match but i think it works well to not over like whelm new players because if you did that then you'd have demon slave they have their own mechanics and also mixing and matching uh with the weapon so I'm, i think i'm kind of happy that they just made it to where you just pick a weapon set and then you can just swap between them on the fly along with the demon slave stuff which is uh dope i'm finally kind of getting my bearings because you know usually i go for the pure platinums and i beat the games on the hardest difficulty and this one was just throwing me off you know uh, but I'm actually starting to like get a hang of it, posted a little clip on Twitter. Um, and yeah, like the game has more freedom to kind of move in and out like with dodge offsetting. And hopefully I'm not getting too technical here or whatever the case is. But um, like the freedom that you can do with dodge offsetting and with demon slaves and the new mechanics just make like the combat just flow. Once you really start understanding it, um, it makes being able to rack your combo meter up and get the pure platinums just as long as you don't get hit really cool and you still have all your tools you know you still have all your tools that you have before bats within you still have like the items that you can use to potentially take like a hit or two um so there's still options for you to try to get those pure platinums and the content in the game is dope there's so much side content there's so much other stuff to do in there like i was having a ton of fun doing like the the genre like it's like it's like metal gear or something like that it's like shadow complex or metal gear yeah yeah the 2d stuff it's actually kind of cool like it's not anything like super crazy like in-depth mechanics 
Uh, reminds me fun. of Elevator Action. Have you played yeah. the Elevator Action oh, game? From the I've never it's, played it's that. Kind of me of. Yeah, I've never played yeah. it. But uh, but yeah, I mean I, I mean I like it. I know uh, MVG. You talked about uh, the frame rate stuff, and that's still there. You know, I feel it sometimes um, when I play, but I'm just focused on like just trying to play. So sometimes that overwhelms me, and I'm not really worried about too much other stuff. So I didn't really worry. Like you know, I don't really feel it too much, but it's definitely there. You know, um, definitely there. So like, I, I, I acknowledge that. Um, but uh, but yeah, I'm just having a ton of fun playing. Um, as like I said, as a super beta fan, this is the best combat um, in the series by far for me, at least. Um, it's just it's just so much fun to play. I, I can't actually can't put it down. I think I put like 11 or 12 hours into it already. Um, so I want to play more. Nice. <laughs> okay. Play. <laughs> OK, good stuff. Good stuff. So, yeah. Uh, what do you think of it so far, Sean? Where you uh, this game? It's pretty enjoyable. There's a few things I'm not a huge fan of, which I'll potentially talk about tomorrow. Um, but for the most part, I, I enjoy it. Um, I like kind of how, how crazy it gets at times. I find that there's a surprising amount of destructible uh, elements to the game. And maybe that's just because I've also been playing Modern Warfare 2, where like, like soda bottles are like glued to the fucking table because you can't shoot them. But um, in this game, there's, there's a lot of destructible environments. I don't know. Her name escapes me. I'm actually playing as her right now. The, the blonde haired, short hair lady. What's her name? Viola. Again? Viola. I'm not really yeah. sold on her. I don't really care. Oh, you don't like Viola? No. Oh, OK. I, I, I like Viola a little bit because like you do parries in order to get the witch time. Yeah. So it just feels it feels good to get the parry and then like go like into her witch time. See, but I don't know. I get kind of accustomed to playing as Bayonetta and it's the dodge that does the witch time. And then mm. I'll be sitting there dodging. I'm like, oh, yeah, I have to parry, which is the other button. You know, just minor things like that. I do like yeah. how it sort of draws inspiration from a lot of games. As the aforementioned um, uh, elevator action, uh, there's some Spider-Man in it, of all things, I definitely um, feel. Um, of course, Godzilla with the kaiju battles and stuff, which are pretty fun. So overall, it's... It, it's it's a very enjoyable game for sure i'm, I'm having I, I smile when i play it and i usually don't it smile. gets off to a fast start like in the first hour yeah it, it's, it's just madness so they they do a good job i would say just even if you're new to the game the game series just kind of kicking things off and getting it moving uh mvg you you were you had the whole you had the digital foundry like uh frame rate action going on over there how are yep. how, how you feeling about the the game right now I think the game is great. I, I, I like the game a lot. Uh, and, you know, um, frame rate issues and stuff. Yes, that is definitely a thing with the game. But, I mean, to OJ's point, I, I do agree, actually, that, like, because there's just so much going on at any given time, you don't really have a chance to really stop and notice it a lot of the times. You're just in there fighting. Um, and, you know, it's always fast, right? So I think they're really... No, I don't, I'm not saying they're hiding the the frame rate issues or anything like that, but they, they definitely just keep throwing so much at you all the time. And it, it just... You know, um, it's a very enjoyable game. I love the, I love the Demon Slave mechanic. I think it's really cool. In fact, I'd probably go as far as to say that's one of the reasons why the frame rate is a little all over the place. Because, you know, because you can basically select each of those three. Uh, at least I have three. I don't know if that's the total number you get in the no, game, you get, but you get much more. Um, and they're basically available on demand. So somehow they must keep all those in memory, right? Like they just have to get them um up and running like as soon as you hit that l trigger so well i can definitely see why it's um performance is a little shaky at times uh it's a very ambitious game i think it's a lot the scope of this game is is just huge all the different things that they have put into the game all the different um you know side 
things that are going on, the, the Godzilla battles and the elevator action 2D stuff. And uh, I think the game is great. And, and even performance, I did make a video on it today, um, really just to illustrate what it currently looks like and, and how it potentially could run better on, on better hardware. Um, doesn't really mean anything in the long long term, but it's just one of those things where I felt like maybe Platinum was building this game out for something a little more powerful, or maybe they're keeping it up their sleeve for you know whatever comes next, and it's, maybe they'll bring that to this one of the the games at the top of the list. Let's say there is a either a Switch Pro or like some next gen one down the line. Yeah, it's one of the games that's at the top of the list to go back to and be like, all right, let's see what we have here. I think so. I mean, that would be that would be really cool if they did that. Um, but. Uh, I'm happy with the game. Uh, on the OLED, it looks ridiculous sometimes how good it looks. I had one issue with the OLED, though. I will say this. I, I was playing, and it was earlier on. I I actually could notice the resolution getting a little, a little lower yeah. than I'm like, oh, wait a minute. Hold on. Hold on. This is kind of blur. There's a lot of stuff happening, but even I was like, oh, this looks kind of blurry right now. Uh, and then after a lot of the action stopped, it kind of cleared up a bit. But that was one of the first times where I... There's a few games I should say that I could notice that in specifically in handheld mode, because I think that the screen size on the switch really helps to uh, hide some of the resolution drops when it comes to handheld mode. That that was one instance early on in the game where I was like, oh, that I actually I actually could see that. Yeah. Uh, so. Yeah. I mean, it, it, I think I think this game is really pushing the switch really hard. I agree. You know, I so um, and, and in some areas it quite doesn't doesn't succeed. And you just kind of get the sense that. They just, you know, if Platinum had better hardware to work with, this game would be, you know, near perfect almost. But, um, but hey, it's it's still very good. I'm very happy with the game. And as I said in my video today, if you are a Bayonetta fan, and um, I mean, you're probably already playing the game right now, but if you haven't, you're on the fence. I would definitely check, say, rec check it out. It's definitely recommended. Where that Steam yeah. Deck version at though? <laughs> Everyone's telling me. Um, I mean, I'm sure it's out there somewhere. On stream, they were saying like the the Yuzu version, uh, Yuzu. It's like all jacked up, or it's, yeah, it's, it's it. not. It's they haven't ironed yeah. it out. Apparently, it updated yet. Someone put up like a video. Games, yeah. yeah, someone put up a video of it with like an i7 and a 30 series card, and it was st sitting between 24 and 30 frames in a it's lot of areas. Look all busted, probably too. Like like the, the the visuals are messed up. So they they usually when the game comes out, they take a look at it, and then a lot of times they'll patch the emulator or release a new version to to fix any of those issues. So to be honest, probably next year it'll be like 4K 60 on some ridiculous rig somewhere. So, um, oh, Nate. What'd you think of it so far? Hit us with it. As everyone else was saying, I mean, the gameplay is definitely the strongest element to the game. Hmm. If you're a fan of the Bayonetta franchise, it's playing to love here in terms of the gameplay. The combat is good. A lot of diversity in how you can approach the situations and how you can explore the environments using the different demons to your abilities. So you can scale walls if you're a spider to try to get to a high up secret if you really want to explore find all the chests the witch's hearts and all of that stuff the main drawback of the game would definitely come down to if in handheld mode is the resolution the resolution does drop significantly it's not just me below though. 720p no, okay, I, I, play, I, I think played, it's, i played it mostly in handheld mode this I is actually my it, first time playing it on a monitor uh, according to df it drops to about 460p oh. Okay, I didn't catch the resolution number on that. Okay, okay, okay. What is yeah. it in dark mode? Uh, I think they said 800p, maybe? Yeah, 810 or I think that's, something that's, like that. Because the Wii U version was 720, right? Yeah, it's, okay. it's, it's okay. cleaner than the Wii U version, at least uh, um, uh, uh. In, in my, for my eyes on, on dark mode. 
Okay, so this, that makes sense, handheld. Yeah. Okay, we're good. The okay. Switch version was 720p too. There you go. Moving up, moving up. And it definitely, I mean, it depends on the scenarios you're in when you're playing in handheld, how far, you know, you'll see that resolution drop. But there was one case where I was fighting a tall demon and I'm just kind of wailing at its foot just due to the perspective that the game gives you. Mm. And the entire character model of Bayonetta was just a blur. It's not enough to detract from what you're playing. It's still in a playable state, but it is noticeable. You could just look beyond it because what you're playing is very enjoyable. One thing that stands out to me, though, is that there are certain environments that are just devoid of any detail. And it largely comes down to the texture work and the artistic direction that they were going with in some of these areas, where if you look at a game like Bayonetta 1 or Bayonetta 2, it had a very distinct artistic approach. It had, you know, gothic elements, and these are just empty. It is devoid of any sense of personality. And I believe it's chapter three where you're going through some temples yeah. and the temples, the textures, everything is flat. It looks as though this was an early 360 game. And it's just disappointing to see a game that was so rich in design and artistic direction seemingly fall to lack of ambition i guess in terms of scope of what they wanted to display on screen and it almost feels as though they were looking to do something more grand in overall design with this game maybe go full open world a little more than what they did and they had to scale back and we maybe got something smaller than what they originally envisioned back when the game was announced in 2017 which happens with games all the time you have ambition of what you want to create you scale it back to what the hardware can actually handle in terms of scope budget and all of those factors but it felt as though some of these areas, they were looking to do something more with it. And now you have these invisible walls to section off where you can go and explore, whereas maybe that was originally something that you were going to be able to explore and really take in. Because the game is, you know, it's still linear in design as any other Bayonetta game. It's just, it feels as though the world itself just lacks that. Wait till you get to the desert, Nate. <laughs> Wait till you get to the desert. Is that a like it's going to amaze me, or I'm going to look at it kind of like a near automata and say, "Oh no!" It, it gets better as you keep playing. As far as what you're saying, like I agree no, with you. Those... I, I I think that I thought the desert was boring as shit, and I couldn't. I, I thought it, it. I, I thought it's way better. Like for me, the I know what you're saying that some of those early kind of city levels that they are quite quite devoid of of things, but. You know, I, I kind of get the feeling, Nate, that maybe they um, were kind of at the tail end of development. They needed to optimize a little bit and they really just, you know, take, took some things away um, just to make sure performance is in the right right spot. But look, I, I don't really know which one's better because, like, this game, at least you can basically, you know, bash cars and they can they blow up and stuff. If you play, like, Call of Duty, like, you shoot everything and nothing happens. That's right? what I was so, saying. You know, so I, I definitely respect what they've done here with, with this one. But I do agree that some of those early stages are a little devoid of, you know, textures. You know, it might have been a problem, come to think of it, with the development. <laughs> Elena Taylor. Oh, Shout gosh. out to Jennifer Hale. <laughs> Jennifer Hale, you're a beautiful person. But, like, yeah, like the game itself, a lot of fun, well-designed, has ambition, how it approaches combat with the demons and everything. So it's great that they did build upon the foundation that Bayonetta mm -hmm. 2 had set before it, and they did want to grow. The game hasn't hit the highs that Bayonetta 2 had set for me yet, but I'm still only about halfway through, so I'm hopeful that I am going to get one of those moments that just wows me. Like, I had the Godzilla fight. It was cool. 
but Bayonetta 2 just felt as though maybe it was just the pacing of the game up to this point that was more impressive to me. But mm-hmm. Bayonetta 3 is definitely a solid entry to the series. There's really, if you're a fan of it, there's nothing here that's going to ruin the game for you. If you are not a fan of Bayonetta, this game also won't offer anything to you to draw you in either. Okay. Thank you, Nate. Thank you. Thank you. So uh, Bayonetta out now. I think it's a good pickup. I do. And I, hey, I'll be curious if we revisit this maybe the next year or two with, with some new hardware to, to drop it in to see how it does. So we'll see. Uh, let's let's go over to, you know, we'll just we'll hit Call of Duty Modern Warfare 2 while we're talking about games as well. Uh, let's see. The multiplayer is out now. Of course, we played the campaign, talked about that last week. That's actually what Jordan's on now, but he played some of the multiplayer. Sean, you played some of the multiplayer. Obviously, we did, we played a little bit. Uh, MVG, you did the campaign. I don't know if you got in the multiplayer at all. You tried that. I haven't played multi yet. I've almost finished the campaign and I like it. Okay. Other than okay. the fact that you, nothing is destructible. Okay. Nate, you didn't get the, you didn't play the multiplayer yet. I'm not playing Call of Duty at all. Okay. Got it. Thank you. Boycotting. Yeah. I'm, I'm, I'm actually decided to boycott tonight. I'm actually, I've decided. <laughs> Today's the first day and now the sales will be through the roof. Well, listen, I I gotta stick up from what I feel is right, and you know it is what it is. So it's uh, okay. So Cold Duty, we we played the multiplayer, and uh, you know I'm I'm enjoying it. I, I I like what I'm playing so far. Sean and I played a bit, but even around that, I was playing uh, here and there. It's easy to jump into and jump out. You can spend ten minutes, and the the matches are ridiculously quick because there's no respawn time you just hit the button and you go again so matches take six seven minutes for the standard ones sean you were saying we were we were running out of time a lot i don't know if it's because we were playing more careful but every time i played today it's the timer we we were rolling right through with minutes on the clock still well you Um, gotta be strategic yeah i will say that we were being pretty strategic uh but we like i said sean and i played we also did ground war which is kind of like their battlefield Mm-hmm. version of yeah. it i like that battle. that was actually that felt like older battlefield before it became kind of bad <laughs> uh but that 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 definitely harkened back to like the battlefield three or battlefield four days I, I think but when we played the regular stuff we did third person third person is weird because if you have a scope on your gun i don't really know what the point of it is you don't scope in anymore so you, I, I guess you just take that right off of the gun. But they have Gunsmith, which basically lets you take your gun and you throw attachments all over it um, without having to unlock specific ones for that gun. So you basically have to open it up and anything you've already unlocked, you can drop on there or ammunition or any of that. Um, but the game itself feels a bit more grounded, but also, I don't know, it's, it's still... F- I feel like it's still a little faster than last year with Vanguard. Vanguard. Not a lot of people like Vanguard. Vanguard wasn't a finished game. No, no. Uh, strangely enough, ended up being the most complete first-person shooter that holiday. But either way, uh, Sean, what do you think? What do you think of COD, Jordan? Feel free to chime in, of course, with with your COD thoughts as well. Um, I like it. I like. I, I like. One of my guilty pleasures has always been military-based uh, shooters. Um, single player. I don't know. It's still. I mean, not single player. Uh, first-person perspective. A lot of those game modes just. Feel feel way too like ADD orientated for me just yes. run around like a psychopath People do like, run around in circles yeah yeah there's no there's no kind of strategy to it um ground war was super fun I think ground war is something we should play more I really like the third person stuff man I feel like you could do it, it kind of changes up how I mean because you can run around like a, a psychopathic idiot but it doesn't work quite as well 
in third person mode and you're able to take people out a lot easier that are doing that you can see a lot better like you can see more around you with third person and it kind of what you what's the game you compared it to uh a little bit of socom socom SOCOM. had some socom in there but yeah i um i i actually am having fun with it um would i have bought it i don't know i might have been convinced to buy it i did end up getting a review copy just sent to Mm -hmm. me so um you know it's uh it's pretty good though it's pretty it's pretty good it's you know if you like mindless first person shooters another mindless first they haven't shooter. really reinvented the wheel much with this with cold i'm not gonna say it's like some revolutionary new thing it's still call of duty at the end of the day i think, so. I think the thing that makes it attractive is you look at something like halo and how that launched and then you look at something like this and this game has even halo now versus this now like there's so many different ways and game modes to play oh there's a lot in this game yeah versus a lot of other first person shooters and like even if you get bored of just one mode you could switch to something that plays completely different and you know find something enjoyable yeah and that there there's there's obviously a lot of leveling progression and like something's always unlocking and that's kind of their their strategy is to keep that dopamine rush going of unlocking stuff so uh, in that mm-hmm. regard they've done well and if you do if you play through the campaign you unlock operators in the multiplayer so get back to that sean uh, let's no. sean drop that campaign quick real quick uh, no i played it twice and i was i got to like mission eight or nine and i was like fuck ugh. dude you're halfway through the game the game's uh, five the campaign's five hours long that's fine it can be oh, five hours gosh. long <sighs> they had to meet sniper mcdiaper last night oh gosh don't fuck around with sniper mcdiaper <laughs> <laughs> it has full crossplay as well we haven't tested it but it's there so uh jordan uh yeah the the game is um it's it's if it's fine like it's it's call of duty um it's a step up from last year's for sure i haven't played enough to because i i liked modern warfare right what they did with modern warfare that was really um pretty impressive in i thought was that 2019 yeah um, that that house everyone always remembers that first time you yeah. breach and clear a house that thing looked real for a while there in some of those shots yeah and then the graphics here you know not that it makes a game but they are impressive there's some really cool um moments in the game the you know the the campaign so far has been fine uh i'm only a few missions into it but it's been fine it's it is like you said we talked last week it's very much like hey look this character huh this yep. character's back yeah oh, what about this character? Oh, he's back too uh and, that, and that's what it kind of feels like it feels like we're just getting the, the bunch back together um the multiplayer which is usually most years i just don't even bother with the multiplayer but how this game is set up when you get it is you get it you download it you install it and then it's like okay you're all good you go to the game and it's like oh you want to play the campaign oh well now you have to install that and so while i was waiting i ended up playing the multiplayer and um at first it felt either like call of duty has changed like it just felt like heavier and slower than our typical call of duty but it was uh it's not bad i ended up playing a bunch of um of the uh the quick play stuff and i uh, really liked a lot of the game modes on there started having fun just running around with uh, pistols and shotguns is apparently my that shotgun is online. a beast in that game i just yeah, i just yeah, run around yeah, and yeah. use the side the the, the sidearms are way, break way out the more shotgun fun. you'll be all right <laughs> yeah shotgun and pistols all day is is how i want my loadout to be i think I they mean, need to nerf the distance of the shotgun yeah they might it is good yeah you shoot that thing really far yeah it's great you don't have to zoom in with it. You just fire from the hip and you'll just nope. knock people down in front of you. It's over. Oh, it's, it's great. <laughs> uh, MVG, how, how you liking that? You're on PC, actually, aren't you? Yeah, I don't know. YouTube, YouTube's done. It's the Susan Pope it's all over. Did you get the strike? What happened? It's all over. Dream canceled. 
Helena Taylor striked up. I mean, my Probably. bit rates, my bit rate, like you guys can oh, hear me, back. right? It says we're back. We're back. We're, we're, oh, we're back. You guys can hear yeah. me, right? Like you could hear me yeah. through that, that whole thing. It says we're up. All yeah. right. Yeah, it's that, we're, we're that has to be the service. My bit rate's still fine. Yeah, I was going to say, look, Evan's camera didn't skip a beat or any of that. Oh, I see. It's, oh, and they cut off the last one. So we have yeah. just another yeah. video up still. There you go. I don't know. Uh, yeah, I, I like the game. I think the game is cool. Um, it, the, the campaign is is dumb military combat fun like all the other ones. But yeah, I haven't played the multiplayer yet. I'm going to jump in and probably check it out tomorrow, actually. Yeah, you should jump on. We got a whole crew going. There you go. I'm going to label this part one. <laughs> part one. There you go, everyone. Uh, and I have to I have to redo the description for this again. Okay. Thanks. Okay, YouTube. Well, YouTube is just not having it tonight. Uh, yeah, I think that was just I don't know the hiccup with YouTube or something there because Evan had it uh perfectly fine actually the whole time. Apparently, yeah, I don't know. Anyway, Call of Duty out now. Yep. Fun game, but it's still Call of Duty. I'll just say that. So <laughs> nothing too crazy going on over here with this one. I uh, they did put in ledge hanging. I've used it once by accident. That's about it. There was one level where where I was swimming underwater. That was kind of cool. In multiplayer, I was getting behind uh, some of the the enemy team that way because you swim through canals underneath the level. Um, but otherwise, it still just feels like coldy. So good stuff, good stuff there. Uh, and then Evan, we have another Discord question over there. Uh, this one looks like it's specifically for MVG. What's your thoughts on the whole 30 FPS controversy on consoles as a developer from an artistic point of view? This person is talking about it mostly from the perspective of like Gotham Knights and whatnot. Uh, John and I made a video about this. So I, I would say check out his video because we kind of went a little deep on, on the discussion. But I think the 30 FPS thing with Gotham Knights uh, is an underlying optimization issue that they still have yet to figure out. Uh, I don't think it's it's something that, you know, there's been some reports about how 30 FPS is going to be the new normal for a while as games are now just next gen only. Um, I, I do think that there'll be a lot of 60 FPS games here's the interesting thing with this one is digital foundry did a video on it they found that it was cpu bound so yep. they had a really nice setup on pc and they noticed that okay it's it's all delegated by the cpu it's it's bottlenecked by that uh so it almost seems like that's their issue overall not like the industry because the the idea is we have better cpus in these consoles now compared to last generation and i think that's one of the reasons we're seeing so many performance 60 fps modes yeah so i it, gotham Knights seems to be an outlier i think right now we'll see we'll see as we go along but i i, I think the series s is okay <laughs> it has the same cpu i, I think it's going to be fine it's not it's not there the, for 4k it's the there gold, for 1080p the goldfish guy the goldfish gamer said that the xbox series s was bad how many frames is call of duty doing on the series s 120 120 uh, yeah but remember you can't none of the Ridiculous. objects in the game are they're all static there's nothing you can do in that game how how am i supposed to enjoy the game if i can't knock the two liter coke off that person right? can't shoot it's any immersion fruit. No, no, don't, you can't shoot don't any can't fruit what's the point immersion. is there a fruit stand in call of duty too probably probably can't shoot it this don't downplay ridiculous. immersion this is ridiculous oj's uh, talking no one can hear him because he's muted 
I see mute. My bad. I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I thought he, I thought something happened. Okay. Uh, okay. 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 So okay. Did, didn't the series didn't like plague still like run better on like Xbox Series S? <laughs> Gotham Knights apparently pie. runs better, which is funny because it's just yeah. a lower resolution, so it's the, closer to 30. That, that whole nonsense with these fake two-bit ghetto Twitter developers saying that it's the Series S is so weird. Yeah, yeah. I think the Series S is going to be all right. It's I think it'll fine. be okay. It's it's not there to be the, the 4K machine. It's there to, to get you by. So um, I think it does pretty good. at it's They're basically getting it to 250 now over the holidays. I think it's pretty good little machine at 250 bucks i still have an unboxed mine what's wrong with you i don't know it's, uh... <laughs> I, it's almost a test for the cleaners to see if they try to steal it because it's uh, been sitting in the same spot okay, for like okay. th three times that they've been here like, hmm. they mo okay. moved it around to clean around it well like... before before the stream explodes again let's uh let's stop for a moment here i want to i want to thank the sponsor for tonight's podcast who's actually supported many channels even on this podcast i know sean did some stuff with raycon pretty recently too and they've been they've been coming through for for youtube jordan i think he did some raycon stuff yeah yeah yep. they've been coming through I don't some know raycon stuff mvg see look at this and now raycon coming through with their new gaming series and they they wanted to sponsor the the podcast so we could show some of those off here i even took pictures up look look at that picture look at wow. professionally done professional i know look at that purple right Purple on purple. I'm very good, apparently, at, at framing these out. <laughs> I mean, I it's uh, well, it's gaming buds. Oh, they got the gaming buds. See, they have some new audio products. They're they geared towards they gaming. They don't see that, Sean. There's a picture Specifically up. <laughs> with their wireless gaming earbuds. They got the more portable experience that Sean is showing off there. Oh. They have the wireless gaming headphones. They have more immersive sessions that way that headphones they work across all platforms you got 2.4 gigahertz or bluetooth switch between them don't have to worry about getting a different pair for each system optimized gaming mic focuses on your voice blocks out noise i was playing call of duty yesterday probably 80 percent of people could have used this thing there's just there's chewing and arguing all over the place cushion soft sits comfortably on your ears for long sounds like sessions. call of duty yes <laughs> but it doesn't have to sound like call of duty with these with the, the gaming headset from Raycon. All this go along with sound quality Raycon's known for. Stay on the winning team. Go to buyraycon.com slash spawncast today. Get 15% off your Raycon order. You also get $20 off Raycon's gaming earbuds or $10 off their gaming headphones. I told them to put that in there. It's supposed to only be for October, all right? But it's October 29th now. So they, they left it in there, all right? So get some extra money off over the next couple of days there. That's buyraycon.com slash spawncast to score 15% off and even more savings. Buyraycon.com slash spawncast. Shout out to Raycon. Let's, uh, let's go over here. Let's talk about Xbox. Xbox was in the news over this past week for a couple things. One, apparently Game Pass is profitable. At least that's according to Phil Spencer during his Wall Street Journal talk. I don't, I don't know how profitable it is or if they had to cut expenses and then announce it or what, but that was a big question for people is how sustainable is Game Pass? Apparently it's sustainable enough to be, to be profitable. I don't know if that's surprising anyone at this point where it, they have roughly 20, somewhere between 25 and 30 million subscribers. And that's still pretty far off, I assume, from their ultimate goal, which is probably at least that 100 million mark. Yeah. Wow, no thoughts. Yep. Okay, everyone just like, yeah, it's profitable. We did it. <laughs> Congratulations. Wrong. I mean, Confetti. I'm not making yeah, money off of it. So Confetti. Yeah, okay. I, I, well, people I, were not... worried that they would give up on it if it's well, like Colt Eastwood here. Come on. I don't give a shit. 
Well, Google Stadia, if Google Stadia was probably like, still be around. I like his videos. That guy knows that. I don't I don't himself. dislike Cole Beast with it. He's very he's very uh <laughs> I don't glasses half full. I like it though. Google Stadia would have been profitable. It'd still be around. People could still be calling me a Stadia fanboy. What could have been? But we did we did hear a bit more from Phil Spencer about the idea that pricing somewhere could go up. Didn't exactly specify where. We talked it's about they, that. When didn't didn't we talk about that? I thought we talked about that. Didn't this we? was this uh, this past week, actually, a couple days ago. And they, he, this is Phil Spencer said, going into the holidays, we thought it was really important that we maintain the prices that we have. We have to look at the return on our business to the cost of the business. We have held price on our console. We have held price on our games for us and our subscription. I do not think we'll be able to do that forever. So of course this spun up the idea that uh, something's going to be in price soon. We saw Sony raise the price of their, their PS5 consoles in all regions except for the US. So where do, where do we think, how do we think Microsoft would do this? Let's say going into next year when the big releases start dropping like a Starfield, like a Forza, like a Redfall. I mean, they're probably going to go to 70, right? 70's Prices. the move. Yeah, that's I think 70's going to be the move. That's what I thought. Is like the first thing that goes up is the price of the game because it's already there. It's like, we're just, we're yeah. just fitting in with the marketplace here. And there might even be some pressure from third parties to do that. Where they're like, hey, our NBA 2K is 70. You guys keep releasing your first party stuff at 60. Can we fix that? Can you just come up to 70 for us? And Microsoft, according to Phil Spencer, eating the cost anywhere from 100 to $200 per console, apparently. That's according to him. That's, that's a lot to be eating on each console. I believe and, it. I mean, we've both opened up those systems. You see how much stuff they pack in there. Yeah. There's a lot going on in there. So it, it makes sense that they'd raise the price of the games. I, do we do we think there's a possibility they raise the price of the systems? Like, do, they, do you think they get not. hit with that pressure and they're like, "Well, we got to go up now. It's it's getting a little <laughs> ridiculous. We have to. We got to go. It's it's five fifty for the Series X now." I don't think they're going to increase the console price, but nah, um, I think I think games plus games and Game, game Pass, pass yeah. yeah, we'll we'll get the we we'll get the boost. Huh? Game Pass, Game Pass going up in price. Yeah. Yep. I think it's inevitable. Okay. Okay. Next well, I mean, next year, twenty twenty three, it's going in price. I think with the games from first party Microsoft games start dropping, yes. Okay. Yeah. So that's that's the, they got to put the games out. They haven't put any games out this year for their big first party division. <laughs> Grounded, come on! Don't make me get Cole Eastwood on here. <laughs> Grounded. Uh, there is uh, Pentiment that's coming out soon. <laughs> There you go. <laughs> I'm trying yeah. to. I'm trying he to said Pentiment with a straight face. You're a, you're a good Pentiment. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What if that game comes out and it drops a 94 and it goes in the game of the year discussion and wins it? Wouldn't that be ridiculous? I don't. I wouldn't care. It looks horrible. I mean, it can. It has a very talented development group behind it. The oh, lead Sean developer is well established. He's known for his narratives. So Sean just said it looks. It looks, it looks terrible to me. It's not a game that I would like to play. Uh, I don't know. Pe people really like this grounded game, Sean. They can enjoy it all they like. Some people like to pay women to show them feet. I don't okay, like. Okay, I thought that was going in a completely different direction, but all right, it, it could have. But you know, <laughs> it definitely could have. Uh, so next year, Orts is coming. Starfield's coming. Redfall. Redfall seems like they're getting ready to release it. That 
it almost feels like that might I wonder if that's the first game to come out next year because a lot of trailers have been dropping for it and the game actually looks pretty good so Forza's in the spring Redfall's earlier in the year Starfield's what if Starfield's next holiday ooh could be that's I, a long I, time I thought it was going to be I don't, I don't see that game coming out before November you think it's getting delayed I mean, yeah. they've already delayed it once. Like, it's it, they just said 2023, didn't they? They're just like, it's coming out next year. So couldn't oh. they couldn't they delay it and then just be like, oh no, it's actually holiday? Uh, I mean, Halo saw a full year delay. They could do that, and it still wasn't ready. Still Shout out ready. to Ford with the very generous super chat, saying uh, they love they're loving Xeno three, but the hours to beat the game are too much now at, th- at 38. Uh, it's going to be a bit longer. No, I think he means age 38. Oh, 30. Okay. Yeah. 38. Yeah. Only games I beat for single playthrough at over a hundred hours. Persona five and Elden ring been gaming since 89. Remember you guys do this for a living. Most of us don't. Yeah. I, yeah, you're absolutely right in that regard that most people will play. I don't know, an, an hour or two at most per day. And that's, that's good. Like, especially if you're a bit older now or you're you're not like when we were in high school or you got, like a wife and kids always and play games like we just we like get that. home, we do homework, we just play the rest of the day or something like that or on the weekend, just all weekend. Uh, but you're right. And that's one of the reasons for that. I liked the Resident Evil Village uh, game length. I don't mind if a game is really good and it's a really good 10 hours. I didn't mind like, the like length. 15 I just, hours. The last three fourths of the game were kind of wonky. Yeah, but like if if you can get a game that is a just is a really solid 10 to 15 hours, sometimes I kind of prefer that over a game that might end up taking you 100 hours because some people can even fall out of a game in that time. Um, Fortunately, with Xenoblade, we already know kind of what we're getting into when you start that thing up. But if it's a game that feels like it's Final Fantasy VII Remake, that one is one that always sticks in my mind as a game that probably could have been much shorter and I would have been okay with it. They padded the hell out of that game. That's what I mean. That's a game where I'd actually, I would have gotten kind of annoyed if I'm like in a position like Ford says here, I'd have been kind of annoyed. I'd have been like, this game just keeps going for no reason. I don't, it, cause it starts to feel like they're not respecting your time. So that's, that's one instance, but uh, yeah, for Persona 5, Elden Ring, Persona 5, you can almost view as like a long, like series, TV series or something. Um, but yeah, shout out to Ford. Very generous super chat there. Uh, and let me go over to, let me go over, let me go over Nate, get his opinion on this before we, before we move to, uh, to discord question. I'll look at the super chats again too. Nate, what, what goes up first in price games, game pass console. I mean, of the three, it's more than likely going to be games because we haven't seen Microsoft really release a AAA exclusive for the Series X, Series S line of hardware yet. So it'd just be a natural means for them to increase the price of $70. It's not going to surprise anyone if that happens. It also would increase value to Game Pass. Charging more for games now makes Game Pass look like a better deal. It is inevitable that Game Pass will go up in price. The more successful the service is, the more subscribers it gains, the more original offerings Microsoft puts to the service, they want to, they'll increase the price just like Netflix. And that's how Netflix sustains themselves. They go out for original programming. Microsoft is going to do the same thing with software. So it's inevitable Game Pass will go up in price. It could be a very modest increase, 10, 15%. It's not like they're all of a sudden going to be charging $300 a year for Game Pass Ultimate. What's it at now? One, 180? 
for ultimate? Yeah, yeah, because it's fifteen yeah. a month. Yeah. Okay, so let's say they go up to the psychological barrier of one ninety nine, ninety nine. Hmm. It's below two hundred dollars. It still sounds, you know, feasible. That'd be about that six fifteen ninety nine per month then. Yeah, so it still sounds good. You charge seventy dollars for games. They increase their revenue that way. They could also go out of their way to introduce premium accessories. Sony has that controller that's coming out for two hundred dollars. They have the Elite controller, but now they could go even further. They can come out with you know the Elite Elite controller. There's ways to raise costs while still looking friendly to the consumer. I don't see them raising the price of the Series S or the Series X. At least not in all markets. Maybe in some of their underperforming markets where they can take that gamble and the risk. But you're not going to raise it in North America where Sony has yet to increase the price of the PS5. That would put Microsoft at a disadvantage. So that wouldn't be something in their strategy. They could look at something like England where Sony has raised the price, look at the Xbox performance and say, you know, we're not that competitive with Sony. We're still selling well. Mm -hmm. We're not going to raise it the full way to match Sony for parity. Maybe we're going to split the difference. What if? What if they drop the Series S to two fifty, but they increase the Series X oh. to two, like to five fifty? Hmm. Have to look hmm. at what the returns are or the loss and how they're subsidizing each of these platforms, because the Series S is already priced very competitively, and you know that is one of the gateways that they're trying to make appealing to more of the casual consumer. And then you get the Game Pass subscription to boost the profit revenue margin. But the Series X, is they, they also know that's their flagship platform. That's what's competing with the PS5 head-to-head. -head. You want to make that as appealing as possible in direct competition with the PlayStation 5. And the PlayStation 5 having the digital edition, which is you know one-to-one -one in terms of performance, coming in at $100 less, I'd want to keep the Series X as competitive with those two platforms as I can and leave the Series S alone. Let the cons you know, let the retailers do the discounts, make the bundles of you get NBA 2K free for 250. Let them do those type of bundles. I wouldn't officially give give that a price cut if I were Microsoft for the foreseeable future. But Microsoft has a lot that they can look to and balance when it comes to engaging in price raising. And I think it's, it would be software first, Game Pass probably by the end of next year. Hardware, I don't think they're going to touch. Okay. Okay. Fair enough. Leave hardware as is. Hardware would be tough when it comes to like just the the optics of it and the PR because Sony did it and they got free PR from it basically by just doing nothing. So it's uh, it's interesting though because that means that then the the I mean would the standard at that point just be seventy dollars for games? Like we're there I mean, then across at that point. It's like it's seventy. And for, for I think it would be. I think Microsoft would use a, a scalable pricing solution. Not all of their games would be $70. It would be more of just the AAA releases. Have... Whereas a game like Pentiment, I still think would come in well below $70. Oh, oh Pentiment, I think is 20, 20. Yeah. So I think they're going to use but that yeah. type of scale where big games like Gears of War, yes, Forza, Starfield, those games definitely $70. Did we have an Xbox Series only game that released at 60 bucks recently? I think the only Xbox Series game from a Microsoft publisher was what it was, Flight Simulator. So that would be mm. a jump to seventy mid gen, then basically. 
But the problem is, is we really haven't had a single exclusive from Microsoft come out on the platform. I guess so they true. haven't had a reason to yeah. raise the price because Sony, you could say, oh yeah, look, Sony has done this, but Sony has released exclusives. Yes. Okay. Whereas yep. you could buy those PS4 cross-gen games that had the free upgrade path for $60, you got the free upgrade. So we, we haven't seen that situation from Microsoft yet. And I think that's kind of, they have to approach this very delicately, but I think with proper marketing, they could easily do it. And no one's going to say, oh my God, look at Microsoft raised the price. It's $70 has been a standard for a lot of releases at this point. It's an inevitability. And yeah, there'll be some outrage, but it's going to be faux outrage just for the sake of bitching. Okay. Okay. There you go. Let me go to the super chats here. Zesty's Retro and Game says you should bring Adam Korolik on the show. Hashtag Team RGT. Here we know Adam. We've been about the... One of yeah, the, I, like, I, like the uh, I think one of the conventions, right? Yeah, I've met, I've met Adam a couple. I feel like it was too many games. He's always yeah. he's always at too many games. Lord Farquad said Fiona is so hot. Thanks, Lord Farquad. <laughs> Alpha says, "What is more concerning, Microsoft-like companies in the buyout skate buying big fish, or Embracer Group getting all the smaller fish? Both have pros." Embracer Group quietly did it too. That's the that's the wild thing. People didn't really notice until it was too late. Now they have a lot they need to start releasing some big time games though they really haven't done that part necessarily yet but hey they they, they deliver time splitters it was all worth it zoop says go. recent events show cod is too entrenched uh aj says uh rip ryan karask karaska karaska that's with without low roar Death Stranding wouldn't have been as impactful as it was. I did see that that Ryan had passed, but was the for Low Roar and all of that, which yes, Low Roar had a massive, massive impact on Death Stranding. That's very Absolutely. sad to hear. Absolutely, yeah. I just saw that before we were going live with the the uh, news that popped up online. Um, as it was not even close. Your music will forever be remembered. Thank you, AJ. Cedric says, "Why does Phil Spencer look like Matthew Perry?" Does he? I can see. Yeah. I can see that. Maybe like, the same head shape, but not really. They don't really look alike. They're just both huh. rich white guys. Hmm. Chris <laughs> says thanks. Thanks you all for all you do. Uh, Nita tonight just lost Gma today. Really needed this distraction. Sorry, Sorry to hear that, loss. Chris. Sorry, loss. Sorry about that, man. Uh, this is from Rovita. Says, got Star Ocean, the Divine Force yesterday. I'm 10 hours in on PS5. I'm loving it. Maybe more than Tales of Arise. So much fun. Any of you playing? I have played like two or three hours of Star Ocean. I wanted to play more, but it's just a lot. Man, a lot is hitting. Star Ocean is going to be a long game, too. You can already kind of tell. Um, but it's... I don't know if they made it any better. The facial animations, like, it still look like plastic dolls. Oh, gosh. Hey, it's on the right, it's on the right path. It's like a 70-some-odd on metacritic and that's up from the 58 from faithlessness so uh, khalil says also might buy persona 5 royal physical you psycho skyler hey, says bought, <laughs> wait, he bought star ocean over persona 5 oh no that's from khalil that oh, oh okay. also might yeah yeah he bought star ocean. they bought star ocean over but that's like the physical copy they i assume they persona 5's released so many times they probably already have it somehow oh, okay or on game pass it's on game pass you just download yeah. it Skylar says we need Newswave in 4K. I need Comcast to give me more upload than 
10 up so it doesn't take three hours to upload 4k footage I mean, hey when can, we get there you can drive to my new place to upload it that'd be great i mean if i'm already at your new place i can just hand you the flash drive with it on it <laughs> uh cedric says mvg's lighting giving off mad instagram logo vibes that's hmm. uh, it does it yeah yeah, yeah. Can, selling out, buddy? orange and purple combo uh, uh, dude i wish i wish i'd give me a bag the insta bag Quest for Glory says, RGT85, you missed Garfield lasagna party in your video four days ago. Games I was well November. aware that I was well aware that Garfield lasagna party for Microtus is coming out. You you missed that? I did not include oh, it. I try to include man. games that are good or that are that have potential to be good. Man. And you don't think that's potential? How do you no. know that's going to be bad? Yeah, have uh, you was played Garfield Art any good? Was Garfield Art from the same company any good? No, it was I not. Have it sealed. I don't know. It's not a didn't, good game. Didn't people do sponsor spots for that game? For Garfield Kart? Oh, I yeah. didn't. No, you're thinking of Nickelodeon Kart. Uh, mm -hmm. a... What about Hello Kitty Kart? What about what Smurf? About, what about Smurf Kart? Kart? Yeah. yeah, they got a Smurfs game. Come they got Smurf Kart? Yeah, yeah. Do they, do they have okay. a Snork I was about to say, oh, where's the Snork Kart? Oh, no, not the Snorks. <sighs> Think of the Snorks Kart, though. They could just blow out of their little hole. <laughs> Yeah, that is a sentence. What is the snork? It's, is it their blowhole? What the hell is it? It's called the snork hole. Is it the snork hole? They blow out of their snork hole to propel yeah. themselves to the water? I, I don't know if Just I'm like you, what is a this? swimmer? A snork hole. <laughs> that show is actually right. trash, right. but I watched it. It is trash. <laughs> Senator says, played a good amount of Reverse this last week and was wondering if anyone tried it out. I think it has potential, but needs a lot more dev time. I, oh, that game has not, it just hasn't looked good for a while, unfortunately. Basically, ever since I showed it. So I kind of walked right past that one, to be honest. Uh, Jose says, has anyone tried the RX 6400 low profile thoughts? I know I've not, I haven't tried a low profile card in a long time. I mean, I'm talking gosh might have been the seven the seven series like 750 or something like that. it's been a long time the 70s no the, the they're video cards but it's the low profile cards have never i don't think i've ever been like really good in terms of the value proposition it's more of a necessity to fit into just a small case like one of those pre-built dells or something remember the dell kid got arrested for having pot it was in a backpack right he was like walking around yeah with it. Yeah. That was that was when it was like a big deal to have that. He like lost any he lose his sponsorship with Dell over that too. Gosh. Uh the Uncharted Wolf says any predictions for Sony's <laughs> slate of games next year other than not remastering Bloodborne again. Also thanks to RGT for the Helena Taylor updates. You're welcome. Slate of games next year? Uh they'll Spider-Man 2. There we go. Minimum. That'd be good. I mean, it'll be good. But yeah, that's the thing. It's like, I maybe that fat, maybe the factions Naughty Dog multiplayer. I think so, but that's a free to play game. So maybe what the Horizon. The order... Wait, Go what ahead. about the Order eighteen eighty eight? That's coming out. Isn't oh, who's developing it? I don't know. Not, not right. RPG, <laughs> do you have something to it up? Are you making? Nobody. It's on the Carbon Engine, isn't it? It's on the Carbon. Need for Speed Carbon Engine. All right, here we Sean. go. <laughs> <laughs> uh this is uh daniel says nate's borderline amish you're cool nate why because because you're cheap i, I guess good yeah. sneakers in <laughs> callen shaw says i am Cold loving bayo 3 so far it's really wacky and fun just in my first side level with and it's oh it's like a completely different game the 2d 
2d1 uh the cinematics are fast and ridiculous gameplay is butter 10 out of 10 and we have 3d says i just played cod quick match the only loadout available for the entire lobby was sniper rifle and pistol very interesting bug or feature i don't know they sometimes they throw random like game types i haven't tried them all yet but it's like in Halo, sometimes we'll play one and it's like, here's rockets and repulsors. Good luck. And, and there, the, there's no gravity. Zero gravity. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Uh, that, like those are fun because it's just random. Uh, Anson, with a little sticker here. Anson. Uh, Joe says we need that Switch Pro. We do. I, I think I'm ready for it. This is, hey, year seven next year. You never know. About to finish it's up six. It's not coming. About to finish up six years of the Switch, by the way, in March. Go on, OJ. Isn't that ridiculous? Six years coming. of the Switch. Wow. I'm telling you, it's Dude, not coming. Out of those six years, it? like four of those years have been spent. Hey, what's that? Start make, they should just start making GameCube games again. I mean, they can they can target that hardware. Whoa, whoa. Let's, go. Let's not go crazy now. Come on. <laughs> Why do we ever move on from it? it you, can, you can get HD out of it. <laughs> Uh, Ryu Cat says, I'm buying Bandit 3 tomorrow. Thanks to Helena and Nate reminding me. It's the programmers that make the game what it is about the frame issues of Bayo 3. Would buying the fastest read write micro SD card help with that? No, it will not. Loading times on that game are actually really good. Mm, mm, okay, there's a lot of stages that's just seamless, like there's no loading at all. So they did, a, they did a great job with the loading screens and the loading performance. Ira says, bet a Switch Pro would have poor battery, though. I think a Switch Pro would probably have similar battery to the original Switch. Like that three-ish hours of battery is what I would, is what just my estimation would be right now. But uh, I mean, they'd be able to customize it and work with clock speeds and do all kinds of funny stuff to try to get that battery correct. But people seem to think if they did a Switch Pro, it's an hour battery. And that's just not the case. Two hours. Yeah, people seem to think like they're gonna they're gonna build the Switch Pro out of 2017 technology. That's there what they're no gonna Switch do. Pro though, guys. I'm just letting you. There, there is no Switch Pro. Just no Switch sure. Pro. There's no Switch Pro. Well, Switch currently for the sale. next generation Switch. There you one. go. It's not gonna be backwards compatible either. No, it's backwards compatible. <laughs> yeah, what if they show up and uh, those cartridges? Yeah, those don't work now. Because <laughs> that would be crazy. All digital, continuing but for a Nintendo different accounts. shop. That would be crazy. But the, yeah, they're like, oh, yeah, the digital downloads works. Like, hold on a minute. <laughs> now, that doesn't even make sense. But then again, <laughs> it does, though. Wait, did it? I mean, with the, the, the PS5 digital, right? Like, mm -hmm. so yeah, that's why they don't have a virtual console right now. You just you sign in with your subscription. You'll get all your N64 and Super Nintendo stuff. You're good. And here's what they're that's all everyone do. plays. You get the new Switch 2 Pro, whatever. It's going to be called a new Switch next generation console. And then you get it's the online game. service. You get the expansion pass. And then they just re-give you those same games again because you don't have them on there. It's like, hey, we're going to give you Mario Party this month. It's like, but I just had that on the Switch. Yeah, but you don't have it on this Switch. So there you go. Nintendo it's don't do anything weird. Away, man. They oh, sell you the same ones that you, always, you already bought. I'm so, sorry. The so real question is, will it be Mario Kart 8 with all the new things built in like with all the new tracks built in uh no season two you'll get season season two of more tracks nintendo don't do anything weird okay don't get crazy here they'll just turn the eight sideways it'll just be like mario kart infinity stay stay the course nintendo that's all stay the course mr super says when the switch pro comes out i don't want to hear no crying apparently nobody wants the switch pro so when the Switch Pro comes out, I don't hear anyone. I, I shouldn't hear anyone excited about it. Nobody likes this thing. Just don't even do it. 
Daniel says, trying to join the gaming industry with you guys, but I'm not as educated as you all. You think I'm at a loss with very little knowledge from past games. Been up to date for the past five years or so. Uh, probably not, no. I think you could jump in and build your knowledge as you go anyway. I am not in the gaming industry. You can, you can yes, do your you thing. Everyone can take a shot at it. Start a YouTube channel and just talk about what you like. Nah, bad idea. Start a YouTube <laughs> channel and do whatever Jordan's doing. Just that, that better idea. No, do whatever Sean's doing, because he wakes up, he makes a video in 10 <laughs> minutes, and then he goes about his day and enjoys his life. That's true. Do whatever Sean's doing. Wait, wait, oh, no, 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 no. That's going to get you. Okay, no, I'll do that. No, 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 no. <laughs> Sit there Man's and cry uncontrollably. I don't, I, don't, I don't think he's... I think he's it's not gonna work. Well. Don't do what Sean's doing. Sean does like you gotta figure it out, man. <laughs> Sean was like, I'd have woke up from my nap. I'm like, from doing what? <laughs> I like naps. <laughs> he did though. He's like, I took a two-hour nap. I was like, what? Yeah, I got I, I there's too much happening. I was working on the car. I had to get had to get that pinto under four seconds. <laughs> I got it. <laughs> Let me pull. Yes, sir. Uh, this is this is from Emblem says RGT eighty five. Did you get your Sega Genesis Mini too? If so, what did you think about it? Uh, it comes in Tuesday. Fuck you, MVG. Um, it comes in. Tuesday. I got mine right here. <laughs> there it is. There it is. Whoa! I have a video coming out on Monday. Oh, he's gonna be Sean to the punch. Look at that. Wow! Amazing. Burn says. You might disagree, but each release makes me want to switch pro more. Got Persona 5 and it's 540 handheld, very noticeably blurry and blurry and docked. No, I, I think a lot of people, I think most people would be all right if there was some sort of new switch, if they all played the same games. Who, who cares then? It's all, you, you don't have to upgrade at that point. Um, but I mean, hey, the switch almost six years old. I, I think people are, would be okay with it. It's, it's, it's served its time. As long as they don't do anything weird and get rid of the hybrid model or some strange thing. There is no Switch Pro. Go get a Steam Duck and play Persona 5. With the, the Switch Pro. With the NVIDIA Go get a Steam Deck. DLS 800p on Steam Deck. Portable. The whole thing. What's with the <laughs> Switch Pro slander, OJ? What's going on? There is no Switch Pro. You, Everyone's hyping each, uh, people up for Switch Pro for how many years now? Since before the Switch existed. How many years, years now? And it doesn't happen. I'm just saying. I hate to be the bearer of bad news, but there really isn't one. So just get a Steam Deck and enjoy your games. But the Steam Deck doesn't do 4K games on the TV. I want the Switch Pro. He said, the that, he said that it was blurry in, in handheld at seven at 540 or whatever. And in docked, it was blurry. So if he got it on Steam Deck, he can get a uh, better resolution, portable mode. Mm-hmm. And he can dock it as well. But and he can be happy. It, but what if they want a physical copy on cartridge? But they clearly don't care. What if they have a physical copy on cartridge? They just but want they the, don't the care about on. a physical copy on cartridge. <laughs> they want the box copy. <laughs> they didn't say that. <laughs> you gotta That's ask it. them again. Don't hey, tell that dude to donate again. <laughs> tell you what, I've been I've been playing you know just the, the the highest quality you know pushing the limits of the system games on the Switch or in the the Steam Deck since I've since I've got it. You know from playing the Spiral Reignited trilogy for the nine millionth time to playing golf with friends every night. You know I'm really pushing it to its limits. Play Spider Man. No, no, I have that on the PlayStation. So do I, but you can't play the PlayStation. I don't want to play it again. I already played it once. You, I don't want to play it again. I've, I've played play it twice. You a dump, dude. You know how cool that is? It is Arkham cool, city, but I can play... I can play around the city. But I can what's play stopping you from doing anything. that normally? 
Uh, you gotta be in the bathroom to do that. Mm, Sean, you're like 10 minutes away from just buying adult diapers and sitting on your chair <laughs> playing your... We're just cutting a hole out in the bottom of that chair and just letting it happen. Talking about Nate, you're ten minutes away from yeah, getting cap in your ass. You're in like the you live in so ghetto. What are you talking about? What? Because I because I, I have yard sneakers. <laughs> no, no, because it just be calling it is called being frugal. You're in the hood. <laughs> in the suburbs, <laughs> I have trees around me. <laughs> like I got a bar owl outside. <clears throat> Nah, that's the feds. It's a fake. Yeah, you know how birds aren't bar. real? Owls aren't real either. Owls aren't real? Uh, what? Well, yeah. they Can you twist at... your neck all the way around? They this are at Bohemian Grove. Yeah, see? It all's making sense now, isn't it? Oh, this man, Nate, you walking everywhere, walking to the bank, the deposit, walking back. It's like you got a car. Well, that uses gas. Nah, they got rid of the bank up the road. I got to drive to the bank. Open that third eye, now. Nate. Open that third eye. <laughs> they used to have the banker up the road at the ATM. I could just walk there and make deposits. But now I have to drive to the bank now. Very inconvenient. Now you're one of those guys that on a bicycle going to the bank. You keep your check card till it looks all ghetto and nasty and broken down till they finally like those right bots was expired, huh? Tell me you do uh, that too. I mean, to be fair, I do that all the time. <laughs> Daryl Kelly says today I saw where RGT once called John Bubba Ray Dudley. <laughs> Wasn't was that was that Sean or was that OJ? No, it was me. pretty sure I did oh, that yeah. at one point too. Yeah. Also, did John now officially looks stranger with glasses. <laughs> uh, right? See. I called myself Devon though, so it was all good. <laughs> Look, my eyes tearing. See it? Crying. Oh no! Oh, everyone's it's gonna so be okay. To me. It's okay. Georgie says, "Spawncast episode two twenty five. John claims to boycott Activision Blizzard. Or wait, ABK. Activision uh, Blizzard. ABK okay. is a is a juggalo rapper called Anybody Killer." Oh, lisp. Well, yeah, I'm not. I don't think I'm. This is equal that. opportunity. It's good. Oh, okay, okay. Then yeah. uh, Augustin says, "Good evening, John, and the Spawncast. I just got off work. Did I miss anything important? Keep it up. Love you all." There's nothing important on this show ever. So you're <laughs> <good>. <laughs> Shout out to Ford eighty four eighty four again, and then Rovita says. Uh, by the way, there's super chat on the stream that went down. Yeah, it just piles it all into like uh, one section here. Some of these were before I think we were in live. So we should have everything there. But if I missed one, let me know in the chat. And we'll we'll uh, we'll circle around if we need to. Let's talk about God of War. We had previews go up for God of War Ragnarok. Also, this game is leaked continuously over the last seven days. I, I think people just have the game right now, not reviewers but I, I think people just have the disc or something because it's just the gameplay is getting out there at this time and there were some previews written one one seemed to strike nerve i think it was from gene just mentioning that it, it does feel like a ps4 game and i yeah that sounds about it right is, it, is it is a ps4 a P- game. It literally is a ps4 game yeah like. it's a ps4 game i it was a ps4 game designed and then moved to ps5 so i don't doesn't mean it's a bad game. I, that's, I think people read that as it's a bad game, kind of, or it's an underwhelming game. And I don't think that's the case because there's some PS4 games you can play right I now. I do not understand why people got upset with that. It was interesting, makes, right? Makes no sense. It's a PS4 game that's that where they put on PS5 as well. They have to make it for PS4. That doesn't mean the game isn't incredible. It can be a Game Boy Advance game and be still be incredible. So I don't I don't understand the issue there. 
Yeah, like there are some games that like, let me give you an example, Returnal. I almost wonder if that was a PS4 game at first and they moved it to PS5 and they just didn't almost, have a PS4 version or something. Almost, uh, almost certainly was a PS4 game. It started out. Yeah, but that's like, it starts out there. It could have done, been on the PS4, but they're like, ah, I'll just move it to the PS5. It'll be, it'll be something to help push the systems along. If that dual release, PS4, PS5, would that have been a problem or if they just pulled it away and it's PS or if like God of War, there was no PS4 release, but it was always designed for the PS4 just moved to the PS5. I would, I would even say that Demon Souls started out as a PS4 game. I could see that. I could see that. Yeah. 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 It's uh, it, it was interesting the way that that struck a nerve all of a sudden because the game from the previews look really, really good. I'm getting a little concerned right now. Spoilers though, because this game is everywhere currently. So I don't. I haven't seen one spoiler ending. I I, I I see it on. I see it on Twitter now and then. Things. I've seen the Bayonetta ending. That's about it. Yeah, people were put. People had put that out before the game even came out. Here's the ending Mm -hmm. to Bayonetta. Oh, thanks. (laughs) Thank you for that. But God of War, the review embargo also lifts on the second. That is. That's two Wednesday. 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 The preview's out there. A lot of big talk about this. There was even some talk about uh, about Thor in the game, almost like where you run into him and everything. So it's again it, some stuff getting out there about like the first half of the game. Where where are we thinking this is going to place though? I, we just saw Bayonetta coming in at eighty nine. I almost wonder if it if there's anything going on now where we see the was the sequelitis effect Horizon from West coming in lower than Zero Dawn. What did twenty eighteen get? 94, 94? I think this is going to do like 90, 91. Yeah, 91, yeah. 92. Maybe 92. Dude, that 90 has been such a hard wall to crack through. Like even Bayonetta got 89 and it's just stuck. It's like this 90 is, is so difficult. That's a good thing. It means critics are being harsher on games. That's Whereas a, good point. a generation ago, everything was like, oh, you're a good game. You got between an 80 and an 89 just by default if you were good and then now it seems as though you could be a good game and they're giving you maybe a 75 they're actually being critics and ghost of not got just defaulting ghost of shima got an 83 that's disgusting that is that didn't make even, sense that doesn't make sense I, at all i, I, don't, I don't think it, that's I agree with that score but it got, nomin- it got nominated no one so likes many- you nate it got Sorry. nominated so many times for, for like Game of the Year and no all No one likes those to Sushima either. Death Stranding I love 82, it. though. Death Stranding at 82, Nate. Yeah, it should have been a five, uh, 12. Oh, I knew that was coming. I, I kinda, no one likes you, Sean. I kind of disagree with what Nate said, though, that critics are being harsher. Because I, I don't necessarily think they are. I think maybe for like 10s and stuff, but I feel like mediocre games are getting higher scores than they should be getting more so these days than before. Like, like you were talking about the whole Star Ocean uh, thing. Whoa, I went whoa. from like, you know, you know what I'm saying? Like, I feel like a lot of mediocre games are getting higher scores because all because now we have this sentiment where it's like, oh, a six out of ten. That's the worst fucking game of all time. And it's like, mm, this is kind of average, but. I think it's the opposite. I, well, I feel I feel like it's heavily related to the RNG of which like reviewer on staff gets the things. Like even yeah. older games, I remember for Prototype One, I think it was IGN's reviewer who was just like, "I hate comic book video games." It's like, "Oh, this is gonna go well," and it was just the lowest scoring that they've done. It was horrible. That first prototype was fun. Yeah, it was like awesome. It's just random, man. I think it's I think it's just random if a game gets before it got a 90 before in the past or now it's different reviewers different people different times it's just yeah different standards there's a lot of factors that go into play of why a game 
10 years ago, we got a 95 that maybe today we get an 85. Yeah. I mean, they're all opinions with a numerical value assigned at the end. It's really, just, there's no value in the number. And no, but it, it's weird because sometimes the text doesn't match up with the number where they're like, this is the best Bayonetta game ever made. And it's an eight out of 10. It's kind of strange. Again, that they ultimately comes down to the opinion games. of the reviewer who maybe prefers this game over the prior two. And that's mm. the number they came out with. Sometimes there's also some outlets where the number is not assigned by the reviewer itself. It is assigned by the editor who reads the review and then puts the number. This sounds like... Uh, yeah, that really, doesn't make sense. I don't like yeah, that. Seems like the, the reasoning, this seems like the reasoning why it's better to just follow people on YouTube and stuff for their I mean, opinions on games because it's the same person i mean game informer once gave paper mario a thousand year door a low review score because they didn't think the game would sell what so Valid. yeah you can look into that it was back in the day when game informer reviewed paper mario a thousand year door they reviewed it under the context that the customers going to gamestop wouldn't be that interested in the game so the review score reflected the lack of interest that the consumer base would have for it Hey, Nate, wasn't there oh, a time... Oh, someone took... Dude, someone took a screenshot of it because they were so mad at this. Hold Nate, on. wasn't there a time <gasps> where you where you reviewed a game and you were like, this game sucks, <laughs> I don't like it, and you gave it a 9 out of 10? I recall that. I recall that vividly, like it was yesterday. Skyward Sword. No, hmm. I did not. Hmm, the I feel like clearly... The, the review clearly hmm. illustrated that, that while I had my issues with the game, if you could overlook these issues that there was a game that you would find very rewarding in there. If it came but down you to the, the individual's perception, the you are so the, the individual. Nine, the nine was for those who are overlooking the problems in the review. But what's but your thoughts on the yeah, game? What, you're what not I, reviewing it for them to be like, this is what I well. think you're going to like. And what like. I feel like you just said is universal. Like, I hate this game, but if you like this game, it'll be a nine out of 10. It's like any game. But that, that shows game. the value of a review score and the numerical point is invalid there is no mm. value to it the, the value of the review is the context in which the written review is there it's for you to read it get informed and walk away saying this game doesn't sound good to me and then so, you move on or you read it and say this sounds very appealing to me and even the critiques that they mention i can look beyond those i might find a game that's very enjoyable you can look to uh, plague tale requiem there are people who will nitpick certain elements of the game but you could look at that and say none of those problems arose for me and i found a very enjoyable game there it's you, up for the person to educate themselves by reading the reviews and come to the conclusion of whether or not the problems mentioned or the praise mentioned is enough for them to invest or de-invest themselves from a product did, did you beat but, requiem yet um like two chapters away asshole. but if you don't like reading <laughs> i didn't have time this week if you don't like reading so are you saying just reviews are pointless then if you don't like reading right yeah, interviews well, yeah, then you find, I guess, a YouTuber whose tastes match your own and you hope that their opinion on the product would match what you Dude, would. No, I like, I like going against the grain. I like to hear opposite opinions oh. so I can hear other stuff like that. And if you're telling me you're writing a review oh. and your review is like, hey, I don't like this, but then you still give mm -hmm. it a good score and saying, hey, uh, you might like it if you like this kind of stuff. But, and you, but I'm listening to your review. Give me your score, not what you think I would score it because I, I would like that category. No, the way I always approach my reviews is I gave my opinion of where I felt the game was strong and where I didn't file, where I found the game was weakest. But I would also frame right. it as if you came into it as though you enjoy these type of elements in the game, what you would find is a product that may be very rewarding to you. But I, as a fan of not this genre type or this story type or this 
gameplay type found this as a distractor so if your tastes were more in right. line with mine you wouldn't walk you wouldn't walk to this game and say i found this very promising but if you were a fan of that and that's why the reviews are always tough because you I, always I, have a reviewer out I there who may hate right. a certain genre give the game a two out of ten but people say well that person just hates this genre right. type so their I review agree. is invalid i think you putting that sentiment in the actual review mm -hmm. great like to go back and forth being like yes. here's why i don't like it i think it's a detractor for me but others may like it but yes. it's a detractor to you you you're giving others the option if you like it to go play it but you're still basing the score on something that you don't believe like you, the if score it's for a skyward sword was also heavily influenced by my editor who kept saying the what you're is the real the course of it. Yeah. It's all a lie. Numbers are lies. Don't follow yes. the numbers. We didn't want to do numbers, but my editor in chief of the site at the time wanted to get on Metacritic. What's Until he came on board, we wouldn't. We did not do numerical scores. Name them. We strictly just had Come written reviews name because shame. we wanted people to read the review. <laughs> when they came on, they wanted to get on Metacritic because it was going to lead to more review opportunities. Say his name. It I'm, I'm looking at this. Steven. <laughs> I'm, looking at, I'm looking at this Paper Mario Thousand Year Door review, and you're right, Nate. This thing, this kind of a this this review kind of lays into the game pretty badly. The entertainment says sadly lacking in wit, humor, and intelligence. The dialogue kills the entire experience. Shout out to Game Informer for having balls for saying they didn't like the game, unlike some people here. But they didn't say they didn't like the game. They actually said they liked the game, and they only gave it a bad score because they didn't think consumers were going to buy the game. No, they said it lacked wittiness. Yeah, and then they put out a whole statement after the fact explaining how they got to that review, and they were like, oh, we actually think the game is great. Uh, so they're pussies. They're, they're really mad at the dialogue in this game based on this they review. Got, like, they, they are really bad at it. Right, you can't be... I mean, these reviews, man, honestly, man. Like, I... <laughs> If I don't like a game, I'm gonna say I don't like it. Go see nope. Crash Team Racing. Go see Go Dead by Daylight. Fanboys of those games, fucking try to crucify me. But you. you like they that? came for you, Sean. Friday the Thirteenth. Fucking awesome game. Love it. Hey, we're coming for you. I don't care. Come. come. You, like, come. Hey, you, you can, can, you can see why other people I don't like it, it, so therefore you give it like a six out of ten, <laughs> even if you love it. Yeah, no, nah, if I love something, I'm gonna say I love it. True. All right. Yeah, but your review of Crash Team Racing sucked. You said the no, game sucked because you sucked at it. No, because it had rubber band AI, and I clearly showed that. And there it was, was a comment band. that was awesome. They were like, "This is a, a twelve-minute visual uh, visualization of rage quitting." It, but see, that's the thing. Nobody can counter what I said in that video. As far as the rubber band AI being horrible and the online did not work. It had if you're good at the game, you wouldn't have countered those issues. You were just bad. Old cut races have rubber band AI. No, yeah. but not to this level. It was to the point of where it was like the character that was behind me got like blown up. And so they were supposed to be far back. It was something like that. And then all of a sudden they passed by me. Oh, uh, no, the girl I was dating at the time when that game came out barely played games and she had no problem with Crash Team Racing. The online you guys, was I think you played, suck. You probably played the it on was bad. level. Well, on Switch, you, it was you, bad. you probably played the game for her. And the second controller port was unplugged. No, nope. like, I, I watched her rocket. She was looking forward to playing Crash Team Racing, and she was getting first places like she was friggin' Jeff Gordon out there. Can you hand me my outside shoes, honey? Let's let's talk about Square Enix because they something weird's going on over there. I don't know if they're like they're struggling or something. Something weird is happening with with this company. They 
had talked about their financials because they, of course, had to release their new report. They said they set new records for full year net sales. So that's good. Seems like in that regard. But then they start talking about their focus and forecast. And they did mention the global marketplace and what they had to do to continue growing and remaining profitable. Um, which they, they said we need to enhance our presence in the global market by quickly establishing an organizational structure that enables us to consistently roll out high quality content, produce a selective and focused resource allocation, which requires revamping up our title and studio portfolio, saying that saying now for companies that compete primarily in the Japanese market, given its graying demographics as such, it is critical for our business that we produce hit titles that speak to the global market, which offers greater scale in terms of both customers and sales volume in other words the japanese market is no longer sufficient for achieving a level of earnings that enables us to recoup our development investment and generate a profit also then they talked about blockchain stuff and said that that's uh probably a good way to go for their long-term business strategy great we'll see how that goes for them (laughs) but essentially i mean they kind of just said hey the japanese market isn't as it is now isn't enough for us to remain profitable we got to look outside of here and which is weird because they Definitely just got rid of all their Western studios or a majority of them. They're all gone. I think they, they want to be able to sell their games like kind of like how uh, from software does it, you know, or they can yeah. just it sells in Japan or like Nintendo. It sells just everything just is for a worldwide base. It doesn't matter where. That's what I'm guessing they want to do. Sure. Um, with with uh, with their games. But yeah, it's weird. Like you said, they did get rid of their their Western stuff. You know, recently. it kind of makes sense, though, as the, the direction of Final Fantasy, where they're pulling away from the straight up turn based menu system uh, gameplay. And now they're looking towards it almost becoming a, a Devil May Cry Final it, Fantasy. It game. looks like Devil May Cry, which it has the producer from Devil May Cry. So it makes sense. But yeah, yeah, I mean, I hope it works out for them that way. I don't know if it's going to work out the exact same way, but they're getting investments from like Sony and stuff. So, I mean, like it's limited what they can even sell. So they're going to have to think about that. They want to become worldwide in terms of sales, but then they're also taking those investments from Sony or from different companies to have exclusivity. So you're not building, you know, like with multi-platform with the stuff that you're not building that you're just having it on one system. So, I mean, I know Nintendo does that, you know, but We'll see how they do it, like, you know, with this, but I don't know. It just seems like Square Enix is a little bit, like, worried about the cost, you yes. know, of yep. developing. I mean, that fun, some of these games probably call, are the prices of games, like, in terms of making them, it's going up and up and up. It continues yeah. to go up. You, they basically have to look globally. And I think it'd be weird if they didn't anyway for yeah. their games. It'd be strange if they were like, now nah, we're staying in one region. It's, I mean, yeah, they're Japanese games, even their biggest stuff, even like Final Fantasy hasn't been doing as good as um, they would have probably hoped for it to do in Japan, you know, so I can see that. Can yeah, see I, I wonder about Final Fantasy VII. Final Fantasy VII Remake is one that I I don't know if they were maybe caught off guard or they thought they were going to sell a lot more in terms of that game. They, they thought they're going to sell a lot more. Like, I think they were they were looking at that like this is 10 million easy. Yeah. And uh, that's I don't know. If that's that doesn't seem to be in the cards right now for that game. <laughs> Unless they start dropping it on, I mean, whether they're going to put it the Xbox, maybe a cloud version on the Switch or something, I don't know. Um, but um, it's it's interesting because then they also talk about once again their investment strategy for individual studios, where outside investors can come in and drop money and own part of a studio, basically within Square Enix and help fund projects. So 
I mean, that sounds like you'd see Tencent roll in, you'd see Sony roll in, and maybe Nintendo. It, Nintendo might just, uh, I don't know, let's say block, but counter something from Tencent or others. That's They've done a defensive investment before. Uh, and that HD2D stuff is really catching on with the Switch. So I... Nate, what you th- what's your take on Square right now? They they seem a little lost, seem a little confused. I wouldn't say lost. Everything they're doing is calculated. I think mm. the okay. statements that they put out there kind of screams buy we're me. looking for a buyer. Oh, I was going to get to that. To I was going to go to that next, but it does kind of sound like they're they're shopping right. They're now, shopping. Really. They're yeah. they're looking for offers to see if there's something on someone out there who's willing to meet the price that they likely have in their head. But overall, I mean, their statement beyond that is kind of a nothing statement. The Japanese industry is shrinking. Of course, it's not a viable marketplace to solely depend on. If you want to turn a profit as game prices and budgets continue to inflate, you need Western appeal. And the thing with Square Enix is that the majority of their successful properties are Japanese produced. So even dropping the Western division really doesn't hurt them that much. When you think of Square Enix, you don't you never thought of Tomb Raider. You think of Kingdom Hearts, you think of Final right. Fantasy, you think of Parasite Eve, you think of what made Square Enix. Think about Parasite Eve. I do, but that's just a mess. <laughs> no, Go ahead. Sorry to interrupt. Like, I'm just being stupid. People always associate to the Japanese products. So to see them go back and reinvest in what made them great and make them have worldwide appeal like they did during the PS1 and PS2 generations is exactly what Square Enix as a company needed to do and is doing. So dropping IDOS and all those companies really doesn't detract from Western appeal in any meaningful way. If anything, now those studios may have a chance to shine under Embracer Group. But I mean, overall, it just feels as though Square is looking for a buyer and this is their indirect way of gauging interest. Okay, let's get real. Does somebody take a swing at Square now? I think Sony does. You think Sony does? Yeah. Interesting. Okay. Yes, even, I'd say Sony would have interest. Even though they're uh, they're currently fighting the good fight against uh, Microsoft with the CMA. Yeah, this is this is business, not um, ethics. Yeah. No, but I mean, business, like, they're friends. The, the arguments they're trying to make, and then they're like, now we're buying this big publisher. I mean, <laughs> show me a, a Square Enix game that sells like uh, Call of Duty. Mm. And that would be the thing. What does Microsoft counter with? They can't say, oh, we rely on Final Fantasy. Square Enix or Sony can come back and say you haven't had a mainline Square Enix game or Final Fantasy game since 15 and didn't sell all that well on your platform. You don't need these properties. We need Call of Duty for some nonsensical reasons that they continue to push. But a sale of like a company like Square to Sony, it faced resistance as far as public discussion goes. But from an investigation of is this going to strengthen Sony into some upper echelon that this harms Nintendo or Microsoft in a meaningful percentage? No. It may be a shame because I assume the HD2D stuff might cease at that point. Well, like, I don't, the I, I, thing I, don't, I don't think I don't Sony what. cares uh, about most of the library that Square... I think all they care about is Final Fantasy. I don't think they care about really anything else outside of Final Fantasy. Mm-hmm. Like, they could, I they think- could... They could invest in the studios behind those larger AAA games if they really want to. Yeah, I think that they might want to like invest heavily into Final Fantasy and Mm -hmm. like maybe like near, but like outside of that, I don't think they even care much about everything else. Hmm. Okay. 
I mean, that 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 to me is why Square was talking about breaking stuff up within Square for investments is because they maybe someone doesn't want to pay the big money to get all of it. But because maybe you don't roll in with some money and, and drop drop some money into the, the studio behind uh, the next Final Fantasy or something. Yeah, because like you don't get like if you buy Square, you don't get Dragon Quest outright. You don't get, you know, Kingdom Hearts outright. Those right. have other, you know, business dealings with that are outside yeah. of that, you know, so it's it's the value of them. It, it's it's great if you would have got everything with them, you know, but you don't necessarily get all of that or you have to do other business dealings. So, I mean, I wouldn't be shocked if we even saw Embracer come in and, and invest some money in one of their studios and they're like, we're, we're part owner of this branch of Square now or something. So I it could get it could get kind of complicated if they go down that road then, because it'd be hard once they start selling parts of the studios. It's going to be very difficult to have, I feel like, one big buyer come in and take all of it if they really want to. So I at Square's uh, they're saying some odd things. We'll we'll see what happens to see what happens to them. But we got five minutes sixteen to look forward to, and uh, we're spoken. People kind of forgot about this game, by the way. Anyone, are, people, are people still thinking about Forspoken? Because I just nope. I don't ever? see anyone talking. Yeah, because remember when they did that um really cheesy trailer, yeah. and people yeah, were talking about that. You guys didn't see Hip Hop Gamers preview. There was a new trailer no. they released. Oh, I just don't. <laughs> hey, I knew that would make you chuckle. You didn't see his preview. You guys are boys. I do know Gerard. The good some dude. Friend, some friend you are. I can I can already picture the preview in my mind of how he's just sitting there. Yo, Forspoken, man. This game is fucking dope. Yo. How accurate hey, is be, That's exactly how it went down, by the way. I watched the full preview. And he's got the friggin' belt over it. This hot tip yes, game that... coming at you. Number one game journalist in the industry. Yo, doing some that's freestyle exactly bullshit. How it yes. <laughs> and he's always in his hand. He's always punching into his... He has his fist hitting his palm. Yo, man. They have their fucking magic on screen, yo. This game's fire. <laughs> This game's so dope, I can't wait. Coming at you on the PS5. Square Enix. <laughs> yeah, I, I think Hot I'm... Hot 97. I'm... <laughs> you forgot that. You forgot I mean, I'll... I'll <laughs> I, I'm sure we'll, At least I'll pick up Forspoken, just see how it turns out for the podcast, if anything else. I mean, I, I played Gotham Knights for the podcast and Saints Row. I guess I can play Forspoken. Okay, since you talked about it last time, uh -huh. have you even played any more of it? Yeah, I played more Gotham Knights. Have you beat it? No. Are you going to beat it? I, it's this game where I sit here and I look at the TV and like my chair back here. I'm like, I really want to turn this thing on right now. <laughs> I have time. I can turn. But now it's like, oh, I'll just play this, this or this instead. Like it, it's. I don't think I'm going to beat it before the end of the year. And I don't even think it's a long game. Like every time I play it, I level up two or three, four times even. Like I, I'm rolling through the levels and the tiers and the missions. But I just it just has not been fun. I don't know. Do you think I, it's, it's going to be do you think it's going to be twenty five? around black friday i think it's gonna get really cheap really fast i think it's gonna get cheap fast it's just the game itself at its core isn't very good which is a shame uh so i now i'm concerned about suicide squad kill the justice league but that's at least rock steady rock yeah, steady the, people just left yeah the Otis. they did yeah. they're out man I said, fuck this shit I, well, I think it's because it's done. Suicide Squad's done, basically. I, I feel like they'll probably have bug fixing and other things to do, but the core concept around it is, is probably finished. That's, that's promising. The so game's done. We're leaving. Okay. Well, they probably don't have to do... Well, they're leaving at the end of the year. 
So I mean, they're the co-founders. They've been there since the very yeah. first day. But the, but here's the thing: WB and Discovery, they're going through some some things right now. It sounds like they're cutting back. So I I feel like they're in their mind. They're like, okay, this is all just about finished. What are we gonna do next? And they're like, nothing expensive. <laughs> so this. Do you start another project that might Batman be three or four side scroller? Cell yeah. phone or game. do you leave? Because apparently they're doing something else. I think they're just going to start a new studio. So they go off, start a new studio. Sony probably buys them without us ever seeing the game for some weird reason. And that'll be that. I mean, Sony's handing out deals, so maybe they do that. Uh, we'll see. We'll see. That WB situation <laughs> got out of control. The problem is none of those studios are really worth buying now. So, Well, except for like NetherRealm, right? Well, no, because at first it was you buy the studio, but not the IP or something. I that was like, their rule. Yeah, that was one of the stipulations yeah. that you could buy the studio, but you, would, you wouldn't you would gain access to the IP. You would have to license the IP. So it became that sh basic thing of like, I can buy NetherRealm, but then I have to license Mortal Kombat from WB. Yeah. Purchase yep. these yep. people. And, and, and they were like, why would I do that? Why don't I just get them as a joint package? And they're like no that's not, that's that not how we're doing things and that's why companies like microsoft are backing out they're like we're not giving you billions of dollars and we don't own anything yeah that sounds i mean that sounds like ed boone owns the whole thing oh oh well, hey man if, if he can bring it with him there you go that'll, that'll work but if anything at least another run will give him a way to make uh maybe killer instinct oh uh, a killer yeah. instinct from them would be incredible that's what I mean. That would at least give them a way to do it. They'd have the yeah. talent there, or they can just poach the talent for the next two years and build it. There. Oh, <laughs> so. Well, Killer Instinct was great on the Xbox. Like it's not a, it's actually they just it's obviously dumb. But yeah, Although, I a new Killer Instinct. If they got them and Mortal Kombat, they could technically do Killer Instinct and Mortal Kombat crossover for guest characters. Oh, that could no. be a potential monopoly on the fighting game. Industry. Oh, hold on, hold on. <laughs> CMA better get a hold of it. Sean's just breaking out the M word. All right. <laughs> that would be great, man. That would be that'd be interesting. I'd be okay with that. Uh, let me go over to Agent Redbeard membering up. Thank you, Agent Redbeard. Saying Fuck Agent to, Redbeard. To get looking to get into coding and programming. Where should I start? There's so many options. By the way, you all rock and fear the deer. Oh, that's why. Fuck. Fuck him. Because they know, just 360 going. dunked all over the next Scott. <laughs> a 360 <laughs> dunk. That's okay. okay. There's yeah, a lot what? of <laughs> if you want to learn about games, um, there's a lot of YouTube tutorials out there to get you started. What oh, what would you start with, MVG? Um, I'd probably suggest Game Maker is a good one to get started on. What Unreal Engine would be good to like at least get your hands in because isn't it still like you can yeah. just download it and use it and not have to pay for it and just tinker? Yep. Yeah, yeah Unreal Engine is always a good one. It's just it's very it, very yeah, it's, it's very there. resource heavy. Yeah, you need you need a beefy graphics card, beefy processor, beefy. beefy, beefy but everyone, all, all, these, all these comment down. All these studios in the industry basically use are starting to just use Unreal Engine. All, like eighty percent of them are like. Unreal Engine, please, if you have that experience, it'd be great. So, yep. doesn't seem like a bad idea to start learning with that. Yeah, especially because it makes it easier to hire new people. So, you don't have to freaking backlog them learning your own engine. It's just like, get in, do it. Mm. Okay. Okay. Good stuff there. Good stuff there. Evan, we have Discord questions left. Still got a few, yeah. All right, we can go through them. <laughs> when you first started YouTube, how often were you posting until you started seeing growth? Years. Uh, years. Literally years. I mean, I mean John, you were you were posting there two times a week or something before we went hard weekly on the news. 
or daily. Yeah, it was like I think it was just kind of like three or four weeks of posting and then it just got picked up and people started commenting and stuff. And then I was like, oh, I'll keep doing this. And it, that was it. It's kind of went from there. And the rest is hit. Some people post for years, though. Like some people post for, like MG said, some people just post for a long time. But when you get that video that can get picked up, search results, algorithm, Ride the sometimes wave. current events, sometimes it'll, it'll just kind of throw you in there and there you go. Off, you're off and running. Do you guys use any websites like How Long to Beat to keep an eye on your backlog or see how much of your time a game is likely to take up? Sometimes I'm just curious if a game like if I look and I'm like, oh, how long, how long would you know near replicant take or something? Just as an example, and I'll look it up and I'm like, oh man, that's, that's <laughs> certain games there. It's just it, it certain games take a long time. But when you look up a game and it's like, oh, it's eight hours. Oh, okay, cool. I'll check that out. That's what I mean. Sometimes the shorter games aren't aren't um, a drawback where people want like a 30 hour experience out of every game. Eh, not always. Sometimes it's fun to get the cold of the MW2 campaign for five hours and be done with it. Uh, we have a guy trying to get a Game Boy Advance YouTube channel going and he's wondering uh, he, kind of like what maybe he could focus on to like possibly make it successful. But I feel like that's too narrow a niche mm. of a topic, right? Just Game Boy Advance. You think it, you could do it? It is, but I mean, if I was no going to do it, uh, I, I would do um, like hardware pushes type videos. There's, there's some definitely good ones. I mean, I think people have done videos on that stuff before, but yeah, that's always um, interesting. There's also those kind of goofy one-off things like Botkai, the something's in your hand and some of the lesser known accessories for the GBA, the the movie stuff. I mean, there's a lot you could, you could dabble with the GBA. Go, go, OJ. I highly suggest doing something like uh, Did You Know Gaming, if you're going to do that, like look at like cool Game Boy Advance games and give facts and stuff on them. I games think, games that know, never made it, if you can find out about them. Yeah, yeah. like stuff. I mean, it's almost kind of like what Jordan's doing with his other gaming channel, which is doing very well right now, you know? So, so yeah, I would definitely do something like that i still want to comment sometimes people will like come across like they'll they'll search up game boy advance and they'll see that a bunch of people made a video on uh, maybe a, a topic or a niche they were niche they were thinking of and i i say you don't have to and they'll just won't do it i i think it's still a good idea to do it because it all comes down to personality and that's I one agree. of the reasons I, we we seek out different people for reviews even though everyone does a yes. review it's like what are, what are they, what are they i think that's a big thing that people tend to either can't get over or get territorial with it's like anyone can cover the same topics and it could be either at the same time or at different times because you can go there's not one movie reviewer there's not one game reviewer there's not one music reviewer anyone can talk about a game because no matter what if if john made a golden sun video right and i made a golden sun video i guarantee you aside from actual like facts that we have to mention our personal opinions, our thoughts, our talking points, the way our videos are structured, how they come out, completely different. And it's catered to who we are and how we make our content. So don't ever, if you if you had an idea, don't feel like, oh, I can't do it now. So-and-so just made a video on it. Still make that video. Just don't make that person's video. Yeah. You know, you just make right. your own video. Yeah, so never, exactly. never feel weirded out that you can't do something because someone else did it. And if someone makes something that you just made a video on, it's fine. There's no harm, no foul. It's it's everyone's just making their own content. Yep. Yep. 
Did we have any others, Evan? Yeah. Uh, with GoldenEye releasing and online only being tied to the Switch online expansion pack, do you think that this could be a timed deal? And is there a possibility for that remastered version to come to Xbox and PC after some time? No. This isn't a timed deal, at least when it comes to the multiplayer. MVG and I did an episode on my channel a few weeks ago discussing this. It's just a limitation of the emulator used for replay, Rare Replay N64 games. It's just not part of it. No game from Rare Replay that was N64 base has online. GoldenEye is just falling into that situation. As for the remake, I wouldn't expect that to ever be released. This What we're getting with NSO and the Rare Replay version seems to be what the deal was struck between all parties involved and there is a reason that we're not going to get the remake ever released and that's just a simple fact that people have to come to terms with what's the it's reason? not nefarious it's not like nintendo it's nothing too crazy if there we discussed this also in the episode of why that will never see the light of day You have another one, Evan? Uh, I mean, I don't really think we can even really answer this one. We have someone who wants to know, because of all the voice acting stuff going on, how studios like Monolith, Intelligent Systems, Team Asano, and such handle their voice acting budget, considering large amount of dialogue and low sales numbers. That's... Okay, so studios like Team Asano... It comes down to localization. Mm -hmm. So whoever's the publisher of the product would allot a certain amount of money for localization. Typically, voice actors would come from the localization side of things. So if you put in a million dollars, you have a million dollars for the translations, full localization, as well as the voice actors pay. So that's where it would come from. Okay. It can vary company to company, but for a general rule of thumb, that is how you should operate. Basically, you thought Helena was getting screwed. You don't want to hear them numbers. They'll never play a video <laughs> game again. Boycott Ubisoft. Uh, okay. This is a hypothetical. Say Persona 6 releases on all platforms. 80% of the copies that are sold are on Switch. At that point, do you think Sega and Atlas would make more money from Nintendo by going exclusive on the Switch versus the sales they'd get from other platforms? I don't think so. If, they're go if they themselves go exclusive, then... Nintendo's not handing them more money. They should I guess. put Persona everywhere they can. I don't yeah. Know. yeah there, put it on phones if you can. I don't know. <laughs> there's no reason or need for Persona to be exclusive unless they're getting a fat bag from yeah. somebody for that. You need to put it on PlayStation because there's still millions of PlayStation fans that just love Persona. So it makes no sense to make it exclusive at all unless you're making money, unless somebody's giving you a lot of money for it. So. I agree. All right. And then two more. Uh, really good. Do you think it would have been a bigger controversy if a Nintendo producer had retweeted a dishonest video calling for a God of War boycott and never apologized? I don't know what that's specifically for. Okay. So what he's referencing is that Corey Balrog, like, oh. Oh, yeah. he like called out. He was like, yeah, speak on. He At first, he, I'm pretty sure he retweeted it. And I think he also even quote tweeted and said he something. Did. But I, yeah, but then he removed his quote tweet after the situation and never spoke about it again, but still has still has his retweet up that you can see on his page, which is kind of bullshit. He should have just completely 
removed it or he should have put an update because now he has a bunch of followers who think that that's that you know so i think that's where this question is coming from you know whatever okay and then uh, the last one is the Spawncast all have such beautiful teeth. What's your oral regimens to keep them so clean? I'm missing nice. teeth. It's just uh, in the back. I, I brush them. Brush and floss every day. I did yeah, that. Still missing teeth. <laughs> get your wisdom oh, yeah, teeth. Get your wisdom teeth removed because even if it looks like they can come in and they're fine, they could push forward and just start shattering teeth. It's not great. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Uh, Crest Total Care. That's my favorite. Is it Colgate? One of those two. Total Care is really good. <laughs> it's so good. I don't know the name. One of the, one of those one of those two. Crestor uh, uh, Colgate Total Care. I just I just put a little bit of water on my finger and I just you know scrub real quick. Just start Although, scraping. I'll be completely honest. I just spent like a ridiculous amount of money on my teeth. So you know whatever. I'm anti denti. You don't like the dentist. That's right. No, I haven't been to the dentist in 12 years. I don't what? care. I got money. I could get fake teeth. Just kidding. Who? I'm poor. <laughs> right, 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 right. Yard right. sneakers. She go all I can't even afford leave. yard sneakers. I go out barefoot. He has yard pregnant. sandals. Uh, what? Uh, Wait, what? <laughs> what the hell did you just say? He said barefoot and pregnant. Uh, okay. Yeah. Congratulations. This is from. I'll go through some of the final super chats before we wrap up here. Austin says, "Hi, Jordan. Picked up one of those Invaders M skateboarders right after your video." Oh yeah, my friend uh, Bear Walker does the Pokemon skateboards. Um, he's doing like Nickelodeon boards, so I showed off this Invaders M board that he was doing. So, heck yeah! Thanks for supporting him. Ford says. Oh, don't get me don't get me wrong. I'm jealous too for being able to play games for like a living. Uh, top of the morning through bu from though from Buffalo. Cheers. You actually got a good football team to be watching this year. Good stuff. Fee says, "Why pay seventy for a seventy megabyte disc? Scandalous." It's a good question. You're still getting because you could sell that disc. Yes, you can. Yep. You technically can. If it's better than a one-time use code, but it's, just, by just the make way, sure it's who a, you're selling it to has internet. They who cares? Put that that on ain't a, your problem. Yeah, that's true. They could have just put that beware. on a DVD. They put it on like an ultra HD Blu-ray, <laughs> which is ridiculous. Uh, Joe says, I'm sure they will probably raise Game Pass. Remember, they tried to double the price of Xbox Live from 60 to 120. Yeah, I think people kind of already forgot about that happening. It was a weird it was weekend. A, it was such a dumb move. Yeah, yeah. They need to get rid of Xbox Live Gold, by the way. I, Dude, the games with gold. Oh, the, my gosh. Getting Thrillville for the Xbox 360. Dude, it was Major it was Nelson. no, Fun no, dude. This work. this past month was really bad. Like for November, I'm sorry. They just announced it. I don't even know what the games are like. they I've never heard of. I don't think I've ever heard of either of them. <laughs> Two. Remember, they were like, we're not going to do 360 games anymore because we can't do backwards compatibility stuff as much. I thought they were gonna replace it with something. They just didn't put anything else in. It's just that's it. They just took them away. Uh, uh, Afro says, "Cheers and happy Halloween, Spawncasting crew." Shinru happy says, Halloween. "Any good Halloween themed games this year?" I mean, Bayonetta. I mean, <laughs> Ghostbusters is okay if you get it for like twenty or thirty bucks. I wouldn't buy it for forty though. The new Ghostbusters, that is. Ghost says, I love anime and say snakes. Sorry. <laughs> Jan says, playing Tomb Raider on Game Pass. Uh, getting motion sick. Tomb Raider? The third 
third person to which one rise of the tomb raider well hold on i guess 20 tomb raider 2013 get motion sick from it uh, i mean i guess there are like parts where you're going down like the water and like the river and stuff. i guess i kind of see that Shadow says, of the tomb raider has like a big opening scene with like the flood water yeah that's what i'm thinking where the camera gets kind of shaken right yeah mm -hmm. Shinru says, is the market ready for a Nintendo Switch that's 400 to 500 bucks? Digital model, $400. Cartridge model, 500 People adopted the Xbox Series and PS5, okay? <laughs> no. 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 Uh, no, they wouldn't price it that way, I don't think. I'm okay. $399. Drop it. Yeah. $399. Put it out there. I've uh, seen it's still too high for a lot of people when it comes to Nintendo. Why you buy the old one, which gets marked down. Price the yeah. same as the Steam Deck. You're right. DJN says, enjoying Bayonetta and the Multiverse of Madness. Drum says, what's faster, RGT's Pinto or Bayo 3 frame rate? RGT's That'd be close. Yeah. RGT's Pinto is... Uh, Dep depends how, how good of a launch I get. It'll catch you off guard. <laughs> Yum says, I have a copy of Xenoblade 3. Will it be possible to emulate it on the Steam Deck? If so, will the resolution be better on a bigger TV? What's the resolution at now? Because you got to remember with the Steam Deck, it, it doesn't do it like a Switch where things get automatically better on a right. TV. You got to play around with it a bit. Yeah. 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 Uh, I, don't, I mean, I think if you're really going for it, you're probably going to have to get a nicer or a bit like computer. a computer. Yeah, yeah, nice computer. Yeah. Good good TX 80, yeah. 30, 70, 40, 30, 70, 40, 21, nice 20, 70, be a okay, blackjack, probably or 30, 80. Yeah, she has that 30, 80. I think sounds like it's doing all right over there. Yep. Burn yep. says, before oh, the 49 was announced. <laughs> you did it. <laughs> you did actually, didn't you? That's yeah. right. Uh, this is from Burn saying OJ Persona 5 is just one example. I like Nintendo and physical games. I have P5 and oh, PS5 and PS4. I've played it before. I just like to play hybrid. More power. <laughs> there you go. Uh, power, baby. Throne says, opinions on Digital Foundry calling Bayonetta 3 an unpolished game. <laughs> Where's the lie? It's, uh... I don't know. I don't think it comes down... I don't think it comes down to polish. I think it comes down to hardware limitations more so. Yeah, they're, they're pushing that. That switch is getting pushed pretty hard. I think, uh... I, I, I think it just needs some help, that's all. The that's Digital cool. Foundry guy disagrees. I think it's an optimization issue. I don't yeah, think it's that's a hardware what the issue. guy thinks. Mm, okay, okay, okay. But Austin says Sonic Frontiers is out in the wild. Someone has it. I saw that. Someone's about to play what could be potentially game of the year. We'll see. Not wrong. <laughs> Apparently, the embargo is the day before. Yeah, that, that, I saw that. It's like the seventh. I'm like, oh, this. I need fun. to hit up about a review copy. Sean, by the way, said that. What do you want it on, Sean? Whatever. Okay. Sean, by the way, said that his most anticipated game for November is indeed Sonic Frontiers. It is. Is what game? Sonic Frontiers. It is. And fuck you, Genesis Aladdin is better than Super Nintendo Aladdin. No, it's not. Okay, get into a fight. One person has an apple, one person has a sword. Let me know who wins. Thank you. Come again. Yeah, is it like well, hold one, on. Is, it, is it is it entire... is designed by Shinji Mikami? The other isn't designed by Shinji Mikami. Is it Come is again. it like a, is it like the entire iMac? Because yeah, dude, one, one of those, fucking Disney. One of those Disney like twenty four inch iMacs. You throw it at somebody. It doesn't matter if they got a sword in their hand. It's yeah, but one is good and the other isn't. One is good and one is great. 
Mm. Yeah, that's a Super NES one. It's great. You guys really, need to have an really entire not. podcast video about this where you guys just it's yell at really each other not. about Aladdin. There's only one opinion that, that matters, MVG, which is the superior show. Aladdin. Imagine, imagine listening to someone who gave Skyward Sword a 9 out of 10 on the Wii because he was afraid of his editor. This I wasn't afraid of the editor. <laughs> he pushed the score. That sounds like an after show conversation. Oh, God. <laughs> Shout out to Steve. Shout out to Steve. Hey, remember the snorks? Hey, hey, he's he's a high up at a video game publisher right now. So if you want some review codes, I will get you blacklisted. <gasps> I will use my leverage. That's fine. The yeah. <laughs> you want that Sonic Frontiers? It's about to go to the wayside. What's Try faster? The blacklist from getting review copies or RGT's Pinto? <laughs> Triforce Tri says Bayonetta 3 is such an amazing and ambitious game it reminds me of an era in gaming when games used to be creative with their gameplay and complete no DLC, no extra expansion no this and that, you get everything on the freaking cartridge or in the game says Moon says other than John, thoughts on meta losing billions, and let me just have a few others finish up with we'll that lose money alright right, Sean, what's more offensive? Skyward Sword. Oh gosh. Or giving Cyberpunk or Grand Theft Auto Collection nine out of tens at launch. This really I, I didn't do, I didn't do that with either of those. <laughs> so you gotta take well, a little apart who did. What of the two, which would you say is more offensive? Hey. It's it's apples and oranges. I thought it was apples and swords. <laughs> Wonder, did, nobody did that on nobody did that here though. <laughs> Matthew says, if Bayonetta 3 sells 3 million copies, Elena Taylor has to play Balan Wonder World. I like it. I like it. I like it. <laughs> <laughs> I like it. Z says, RGT and Spawn, when are the room tours coming? Yeah, when you come over, bring then... some cheap booze and you're a, a single lady. There's going to be a knock at your door at 2 in the morning. And you're like, no. <laughs> you might get Z stabbed. Z, <laughs> says, Z says, then says, thoughts on MW2 multiplayer. I'm loving it so far. Have fun with it. It's, it's still fun. Call of Duty. It's Call of Duty. But it's fun. Lord says, RE4 remake game of the year. Let's go. Hey, 2023 shaping up to be pretty good. Although I think we said that about 2022 also. So here's how. And then Lord says... If you're rocking a console, switch to PC. Uh, L, L uh, no. says... I'll play whatever the hell I want. Uh, the, L says MBG. Does Sony's R&D share dev tech with third party or do they keep the secrets to themselves? Uh, they don't keep this. Well, normally what they do is they'll keep it internal and amongst first parties and then... When the time comes, they'll share out that information with third parties. But usually, it's all in house, and then you know, third parties later. And they then they say apologies, MVG. They had a typo in their original super chat. Okay. And then uh, the gaming uh, gaming tro oh, message there and Rovita. Should I use PS One DualShock or DualShock Two to play PS One games on my PS Two console? By the way, RGT looks like a Halloween pumpkin with that beanie. I'll take it. <laughs> okay. okay. I mean, you can use either one. I, if you want the the exact feel, I guess of it, and PS One DualShock works fine. Go either way. Whatever feels right. Let me go around here. MVG, where can everyone find you? You can find me on Twitter at Modern Vintage G and YouTube Modern Vintage Gamer. Uh, I'm doing the Genesis Mini on Monday, Ooh. and uh, this thing is really awesome. So check out my video on that. Um, thanks for having me on. 
Yeah, I'll be checking that out. That sounds cool. Uh, let me go over here to OJ. Where can everyone find you? You can find me right here on YouTube. Got some cool RPG videos, more stuff on Bayonetta coming, and uh, Sonic, and whatever else, Pokemon, all that stuff covering it. Also, live stream daily. New videos, live stream daily. So if you want to check out the channel, go ahead. Thanks for having me on. Shout outs. I want to recognize Mr. Sudmuffin here with uh, Streamlabs message saying the latest Nate the Hate episode was great. I only wish I wasn't made aware of the frame drops for Bayonetta 3. I'm never picky with graphics, but holy heck, does the prologue look bad? Cursed with knowledge. Thanks a lot, MVG. You're still great, though. Yeah, look at you Nate. guys taking away. <laughs> you're, you're more damaging than Helena Taylor is. I hope you're oh, proud. We, as you said, he was they sold educated. a bunch of copies too. We gave him information. She gave you misinformation. And she also made you a bag so you could buy Christmas gifts this year. You should be thankful, Sean. God, I they bro. may have to send her that $4,000 check. She might have sold like a million copies on her own. Uh, Nate, where can everyone find you? You can find me on YouTube at Nate the Hate. If you want to find out about the GoldenEye situation, MVG and I did an episode on that several weeks ago, so you can easily find that. And right now we have an episode talking about the Helena Taylor lie and how it's actually very harmful to the industry in a very unexpected way, as well as some of MVG's anal analyzation <laughs> of the frame rate <laughs> and such of MVG's oh. anal live. So that's what he's that's what he's doing when he moves. And you still don't get to see Nate's face. I'm not judging anybody here. All right. If that's you know, like hey, it is he was it is. quite anal on his you know I'm, I bet he was. <laughs> Jordan, we're gonna run fine. I don't know how to follow that up. Hi. Thanks for having me. You can find me on either Jordan Fringe or Jordan Fringe Gaming. A uh, bunch uh, content output starts ramping up this next week, so a bunch of videos coming out on both channels. Uh, thanks for having me on. Okay, and then uh, Evan. You can find me on Twitter at Kimrex Project. If I ever go live this week on Twitch with a better internet connection over there, uh, we'll probably be posting that information up there. Okay, and Sean, you got the after show. Yep. Take it away. Um, come hang out with us. I think we're nine subscribers away from 20,900. Oh, wow. So I don't know. Uh, come over. I, I've already left the chat. Sorry. Uh, just type in RGT Live in your YouTubes. It'll pop up. Okay. There Thanks, everyone, go. for joining us for the Spawncast. We'll be back next Saturday night, 9 p.m. Eastern time. We'll see you guys then. Think for yourself, question authority. Question everything.